Hello, beautiful people. It is Feel the Beat Thursday, August 18th, 2022, and this sports show starts with some... Breaking news! Here we go, out baby! That's right, here we go, out of baby, and some breaking news. The NFL and the NFLPA, more specifically the NFLPA lawyers that are representing Deshaun Watson in this entire appeal case with the NFL. Originally, it was six games. Originally, the world won bananas. Then there was an appeal from the NFL. Roger Goodell appointed the DA, I think, from New Jersey to look into this. Roger Goodell was on the record as saying that the judge, Sue L. Robinson, in her first time representing the NFL court. She said that it was obvious numerous violations and he even said the word predatory behaviors. Mm-hmm. It was nonviolent though, which is why it was six games in Sue L. Robinson's mind, but Roger Goodell and the NFL were very public and said that ain't enough and so was most of the public opinion. So we didn't know what was going to take place. Would it be a year because that's what the NFL had been pushing for all along and the judge that was listening to the appeal was appointed by the NFL. So you would assume that the NFL knows what the judge is going to do. So that maybe was the reason why the NFLPA wanted to strike a deal immensely and quickly with the NFL. They have done as such as of this morning. Deshaun Watson will be suspended. 11 games, 12 weeks, and fined $5 million. This is official as of this morning. A deal was struck between the NFL and the NFLPA. The disciplinary settlement will now be 11 games, 12 weeks, because the buy's in there, and a $5 million fine, which is half the salary that he made last season. Now, you put the 12 games, or I'm sorry, the 12 weeks game checks that he will miss, that's an additional six hundred and sixty six thousand six hundred and sixty six bucks oh really interesting Interesting. number interesting number so it's a five point six 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 million dollar uh fine inevitably uh 11 games 12 weeks and his first game back will be in houston against the texans really a lot of things have happened here that's going to make a lot of people say it sounds like a fucking work his (laughs) first game back will be in houston against the texans obviously the team that he said i don't want to play here anymore and then bang like 20 some lawsuits and allegations came not only against the sean but also the houston texans and everything they got going on the city of houston had to go through an entire rebuild to Sean goes from once being an MVP candidate for the Houston Texans and playing in playoff games and becoming a dominant team in the AFC South, winning a couple games that are big time, to we got a new quarterback, Jack Easterby's making a bunch of decisions, right. and we have no team at all. JJ's out of here, D-Hop's out of here, Deshaun's out of here, and it all kind of happened like that. Well, don't you worry, Houston. An incredible fan base. Loud fan base. Oh, yeah. I've got a chance to experience it, as has a man who's in the studio with us today, at Darius J. Butler has gotten a chance to experience it on Thursday night primetime game. Colts, a game that matters. Those fans are fucking loud. That stadium is fucking loud. That stadium has the capability to be problematic. And we assume... There's going to be some things said to Deshaun, not only in that stadium, but for the rest of the season. I don't know how the world has reacted. I assume everybody thinks that that isn't enough of a punishment that would already think that it wouldn't be enough punishment for him to ever be, uh, be able to play football again. And then there's a, probably a crowd of people that are excited the decision has been made and we can move past that and not have to talk about it. We'll dive in with that with Feel the Beat with Mary Kay Cabot. 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 Mary Kay Cabot. I think it's Cabot, but who knows? Cabot. 
Mary Kay Cat, legend, okay? <laughs> legend writer for Cleveland.com, also an analyst for WKYC-TV. Uh, she's a Hall of Fame voter and has been almost all the information coming out of Cleveland that we have talked about over the last, like, year or two. Yes. Right. She'll be on Feel the Beat. We'll talk to her about what's going on in Cleveland at uh, 12.50. Also on Feel the Beat, Mayor, uh, uh, Mark... Kabooly. Here we Marky. go. <laughs> also in Feel the Beat, Matt Schneidman, Ooh, Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. He revealed a piece of information about that Nicholas Cage head that is in Aaron Rodgers' locker room yesterday. We'll have to talk to him about that. Oh. AJ Hawk was involved. Yes, he was. Uh, what? Uh, yep, yeah, yep, he was. What do you know? Of course. He didn't say. Yeah, he sent yeah. a head to the current yeah. MVP quarterback. Right. Obviously, he and his wife did that. Uh, Sheena Quick of Carolina. She'll be joining us yet again. She is at the current joint practice between the Panthers and the Patriots, which has been a law fight. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rumbling. Schneidman, obviously, with the Packers conversation is, well, these wide receivers start doing the right things. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark Caboli, Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett's on number two quarterback. Oh, His yeah. quarterback that he likes, Mason, has now been dropped down to three. What's it like over there? And Mary Kay about uh, Cleveland. In the second hour, Dan Orlovsky will join us on his birthday. Oh, oh, Dan. Oh, Dan. Oh, Dan. Oh, birthday, Dan. Happy birthday, Dan. We'll be nice to him. It's his birthday. Right. Wow. Yeah. No. We'll see. Antoine Bethea joins us in the third Ooh. year. He or third hour. He played for 14 years in the NFL. It's a long time. At safety. He also co-hosts a show with the man who's in the studio I mentioned earlier, Darius Butler, called the Man to Man Podcast. Can't wait to chat with him. Talks to tables here at Ty Schmidt at Boston Connor. One half of the hammer. Dad. Cowboys Town Diggs is here. Darius, it's great to have you here for another day, pal. Hey, great to be here, man. Got Orlovsky and uh, your college teammate yep. in here on his mm -hmm. birthday. Got Antoine Bethea coming in. Uh, obviously, we'll have a lot to chat about with them and how close your connection is to them. But let's talk about this. Deshaun Watson oh. punishment. Eleven games, twelve weeks, bye weeks in the first quarter or whatever, whatever it is. Uh six hundred and sixty-six thousand, six hundred and sixty-six dollar game checks amount of miss because of the million dollar salary that was negotiated by Dave Mulgata, who might be the greatest negotiator yeah. in the history Up of negotiating. There. Deshaun Watson gets the largest contract with the largest guaranteed money in the history of the NFL at 230 million after all this has been kind of uh laid out and in the process of it. Now that we know what the punishment is, now that we know how long he'll be missing, what do you think this means for Deshaun in the Browns as a whole? Do you think the Browns are able to uh, kind of wade water until Deshaun gets back? And do you think this is the end of this, this whole thing? Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously for Deshaun, this is something he's probably going to have to live with, you know, definitely the rest of his career, probably the rest of his life, probably stick with him. Um, mm -hmm. But as far as the Browns go, and even Deshaun, I'm sure, even with the suspension probably been longer than he wanted or expected, Kind of everybody can say, okay, now we know what it is. Now everyone can kind of uh, move forward in a sense. Um, the Browns, they know, hey, we're going with Jacoby for the first 11 games at least. And then um, I think they'll be all right, though. We talked about it before, how that team is built. They're built to kind of protect that quarterback position. And once again, Jacoby's not a slap. Like, he can play ball. He's been in this league he for a long a time. He isn't a slap. He, yeah. he's uh -huh. yeah. he knows how to play ball. So um, good team, good offense, good defense. Andrew Berry's done a great job putting that team together. Uh, so uh, hopefully, you know, everyone can uh, move forward at this point. Deshaun uh, heard Duval and Jacksonville. Ooh. You know, obviously, Jacksonville is Jacksonville. Pearson's going to turn around. Hey, yeah, 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 Trevor yeah. Lawrence is unbelievable. Yes, Come on, turn around. Step. That Houston Stadium, week 13. Oh, oh my God. God. It's going to be wild. I don't know. You know, you just got to hope that they look back and they say, if you're Deshaun, you got to hope. That the crowd looks back and they say, Deshaun brought us a lot of happiness. He played a lot of really good football for us on this team. 
And Deshaun, I, th- I bet, is hoping Houston is. Uh, let's hope they've just forgot about everything that has happened. <laughs> sure, <there>. Houston. <laughs> sure. Dude. Sure Doesn't it feel like a work tie? This feels like a work. Comes back first game in Houston, gets fined $666,666 in game checks. Right. I mean, it feel, doesn't it feel like a work almost? In this yeah, time? absolutely. I mean, everyone always talks <laughs> it feels about like a work. How yeah. the NFL is, you know, the best form of reality TV. Like, this feels like a manufactured like wait till you see the fucking storyline we got for week 13 baby oh my god mid-season finale it's gonna be unbelievable it is kind of crazy and you mentioned it earlier i guess like in terms of when we'll stop talking about it like do you think it will be i mean week 13 it's all the way back that's what i'm saying and i guess if he balls out and goes on and like then it kind of you know gets talked about less because the nfl wants to move on as quick as possible but like Week 13 next year, like, I feel like we're still, like, people are just going to forget about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to be a conversation piece forever. Anytime Deshaun does anything, he'll know that. I mean, obviously saw in Pittsburgh at a much smaller degree the day the guy retired. Uh Right. Like, decades and decades after, a lot of success after. (laughs) I mean, it was brought up yet again, you know what I mean? So, just like Darius said, this is going to be a part of Deshaun's life forever. I assume he has recognized that. He has acknowledged that. He had that interview with Aditi where he talked a little bit about how he he feels, and I'm sure that will be... Change his tone a little bit. Oh, yeah, he did. He changed it. I'm sure there will be more of those types of conversations going forward. Do we have the Cleveland Browns schedule? If we have the Cleveland Browns schedule... and we could pull that up, that would be fantastic because to the point that you were making about on the field, and I think their odds went from twenty uh, plus 2,400 to either one. I think they won the Super Bowl, and then went to plus 3,000 before this announcement was made. So mm. will it change? We don't know. Well, did they have inside information before oh, anybody wow. else? Hmm. You would assume not because nah, – actually, you would assume sports Maybe. probably. That's kind of yeah. part of the – You would assume the, they do know, but the the work. Here's, their, here's their schedule. So they're at Carolina week one. Storyline. Start right, right off the bat. Baker Mayfield <laughs> yeah. being announced a starter within coming days for the Carolina Panthers, allegedly. Then you got the Jets the next week, Steelers the next week, Falcons, Chargers, Patriots. So you could technically go three and three there. Easy. Four and two. Yeah, mm-hmm. four, and two. yeah four and two is good, but three and three, no yep. problem. Yep. Right? Don't you think there is? Oh, absolutely. Uh, then you go into the next six games. Yikes. Ravens. Bengals. Let's take a week to fucking see how we're going to be able to manage. Then we go out to Dolphins. Who knows what they're going to be by week 10. And then you have the Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So there there will be the 12 weeks that he will miss. They could win some of those games and not be out of it at all in the home stretch with the six left. Yeah, but after those first four, they could lose seven in a row easily. (laughs) So, but you lose seven, you go 10 and seven. AFC, a lot of people beating each other up. Who knows? Yeah. Sure. What would Deshaun look like? Because he's he's able to come back week six, right? Start practicing? Yeah, he's allowed to be in the building. I don't know if he's allowed to start practicing. I don't know what the whole rules are on that, but he's allowed to be back in the building. Because normally when guys are suspended, they're not allowed in the building at all. I was suspended for a week, yeah. wasn't allowed in the building. Mm-hmm. So I just sat in my living room with the lights off and watched TV <laughs> oh, yeah. and jump roped um, until I'd pass out mm-hmm. wearing numerous hoodies and sweats. And then I was jumping rope until I passed out in the dark. Don't talk to anybody. Had a piss test immediately upon my arrival back in there. Mm. And I thought that was going to set the tone for the next stage of the substance of abuse program. So I, I figured if I, don't, if I don't fail any tests at all, this substance of abuse program probably won't be as bad. You know, that program, whew, that is the worst. I don't know. Did you do it? No, no. I mean, huh. oh, dude, huh. I mean, okay. you know when the fucking tests are coming, man. Like, how do you? Yeah, well, I agree. It's yeah. normally a knowledge test for me. It was a. Uh... It was a different situation. Yeah, yeah. It was a... <laughs> <laughs> you know, usually it's 
is about a six week window where the guys starts know, on April twentieth. Exactly, four twenty. You know, it's going to start. My birthday is about a month before, so that was usually hey, a cutoff day. Oh, celebratory. Nice. And then, uh, you know, if you show it, the best is when you get it on that first day. You Boom. get your test. Celebratory. for the year. Yeah. But, um, you know, so no, I avoided that program. So that's what my suspension was, though. By the way, didn't fail a test. You know, it's that. Uh, here we go. How do you say? Lost 13 pounds. I showed up a new Damn. person. I showed Jesus. up at two, uh, like 215, maybe, 216. <laughs> shredded. I was shredded, yeah. yeah. But I looked very thin. I just for seven days talked to nobody, just jump rope the entire time. Passed the test. Still got maximum penalty. 27 months. Jesus. How you doing? Keep it moving. I said, well, I didn't fail a test. What do we even I thought that's what phase one was for. Phase one, stage one, if you graduate, you're done. You don't fail any tests. You check in. You do the whole thing. You meet with your advisor weekly. You do it all right. Like, what's the purpose of even having this if you don't, can't even graduate out of it? Uh, they said, you should have threw up at some point in your evening. So we think 27 months is the right thing. I'm like, well, fuck off, you know. Come on. <laughs> I was on my way back to Pittsburgh to celebrate me getting out of it. So I, I just thought I was out of it because it was like a month or whatever. It might have been a bye week or something. No, it couldn't have been a bye week. It had to be off season. So maybe it was three months it happened. And uh, I was driving back to Pittsburgh to celebrate me getting out of the thing. Like, man, I've been locked down for like three months. Mm-hmm. You know, little did I know what was about to come. Another two fucking years. But yeah, I was going back to Pittsburgh. While I was on the road, I get the call. And I had to pull over the side of the fucking highway. And do what type, what type of doctor are you? Like that old, <laughs> yeah. And then turn around, I had another two years. It was terrible. But yeah, normally when you're suspended, can't go in the building. Yeah. They changed that rule with the new CBA. Come back half the amount of time. Because it was, yeah. By the way, very smart. Yeah. A lot of guys getting suspended don't need to be not allowed in the only place yeah. that they're basically have any type of yeah, structure. Anything. Got, yeah. So he'll be back week six, I guess. And that. Well, he hit the ground running, you think? We saw him uh, in Jacksonville, and obviously it wasn't a big sample size, no. but he hasn't played football in a long fucking time, dude. Long time. And that, that's, it's going to be tough. So, obviously, I expect him to struggle um, a little bit. He is obviously a, an extremely talented player, but that's a long time not playing in live football games. And then you're going to be playing against a bunch of guys who are making that playoff run. You know, you look at that division. That's prime yeah, football. Yeah, that, that's, you know, that's post, you know, Thanksgiving football. So um, he's going to he's gonna have to hit the ground running. You know, there's not going to be any excuses made for him. Obviously, you're making a ton of money. We invested a ton of money in that position. And now uh, you built the team to compete for a Super Bowl. So um, I think Jacoby will keep him definitely at least treading water at minimum. Uh, but uh, it's going to be it's gonna be tough, Those at least those first couple weeks, I think, for Deshaun. Okay, so let's dive and do some news before we feel the beat on this glorious Thursday, August 18th. Obviously, the big news to Sean Watson, uh, suspended 11 games, 12 weeks, fined $5 million, game check value that he will be missing out on this season because his agent, David Mulgata, needs to be representing the United States in every negotiation (laughs) that the United States has Uh going forward. His salary is only $1 million uh, this particular season, almost as if they knew this type of thing was coming, which everybody did. A lot of people thought it may be a season, only only 12 weeks. He'll be back week 13 in Houston. Whoa. That is just um, that's 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 move. That's story. That's a script. Yeah, yeah. That's, exactly. that's a script. Quinky dink. Quite a quinky yeah. dink. Fine number two, game check number, quinky dink. Yeah. Completely. Anyways, let's do some other news. Here's a quinky dink. The Big Ten got kicked off a network and then said, Don't worry about it. We're gonna negotiate with every other network. Hell yeah. They've agreed to a seven-year 
Seven billion dollar guaranteed <laughs> media rights deal. Good God! Pro football football focuses college thing. Um, breaking the Big Ten. I am so sorry, PFF College. You do not deserve that. That's hundred percent on me. I was reading the tweet while also trying to see what your actual at was. Pro football football underscore college is the breaking news here. The Big Ten has signed off on a media rights agreement with Fox, Fox Sports 1, CBS, NBC, Peacock. So, I mean, kind of listing the numerous platforms, mm-hmm. but really three companies did a deal here with the Big Ten worth a record $7 billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the contract escalators may increase value to nearly $10 billion. So the Big Ten is not done expanding. Get it? Because they had USC, oh, UCLA, yeah. and they probably put out some projections on other schools that are maybe going to join the Big Ten yeah. while they're doing these negotiations. Feels like there's more teams coming to the Big Ten. Big Ten SEC, two powerhouses, just going to become the new thing in football. Seven bill to watch Iowa Hawkeye football. Hell yeah! Uh, This is a big deal for everything. This is a big deal for uh, basically football media as well. Football has all the money. Yeah, Football Mm -hmm. is the king, and uh, we're very lucky to be football fans right now. A lot of money obviously continue to come into the game. Uh, So, you don't want to hear any complaining about these these players getting paid. You know, this is coaches getting $100 million deals, $7 billion with the potential to go up to $10. I mean, that's that's absolutely incredible. I can't wait for these NFL numbers to come out. Yes, there's going to be new ones. $2.5 billion for Sunday ticket is just where it's going to start. Let alone they're building NFL Plus right now. For another year, they have a chance to build NFL Plus. All those subscribers and that platform is going to be bundled into the sale as well. I mean, it is brilliant. They got a NFL. We got it. Make sure you get that shit right, please. That 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 NFL plus the 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 game pass it's been absolutely fucking horrible. And I love those guys. <laughs> I mean, it's a league that oh, does everything excellent. Oh, they put a lot of money into it. My guy Nate Burleson running the commercials. We got to make that that that's got to be. It's too much money in the NFL for it not to be uh, pristine. So. Uh, Let's get that together. I got what, faith in you. You don't Protect like the All-22 operation that you got going on right like, now? No, it, it used to be. I feel like it used to be fine a couple years ago. Last year, uh got really, really bad um, for some reason. I don't know what it was, but the NFL Plus, uh, what is it, five bucks a month or something yeah. like that um, for the the first uh, basic not package. Premium. Um, not premium. Premium is no, a little more. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, just – it just gotta work. Yeah, 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 it just gotta work. A lot of money, what ten billion plus coming to the league. Right? We gotta, you know, let's allocate at least a good hundred mil to that and make sure it runs smoothly. But uh, love the NFL. Let's, yeah, we do love the together. NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, they obviously have a lot going on, a lot of negotiations. But the quality, the standard is the standard. You're standard fucking NFL. Standard. You're the NFL. Take the uh, shoe. And the fact that you enjoy watching film as much that there's probably parts of that app that nobody else knows right and Derek's like come on uh-huh. <laughs> come on I'm trying to watch third and sevens Facts. from around the NFL <laughs> yeah. uh, let's do it hey it's time for our segment right now Here we'll we talk go. more about that congrats to the Big Ten though yeah, yeah. Yeah. congrats Kirk's dogs Congrats, boys. Enjoy it. How do you feel? You think Ferris big part of this whole thing? Absolutely. I mean, probably the guy who negotiated most of it, right. if I had to understand. It was probably guess. David Mulgaitha. Could have, yeah. Is he snooping around with networks <laughs> and Big Ten deal? Who knows? All but means Notre Dame's going to the Big Ten. Yeah, that's probably part that's, of the $10 billion. It's basically NBC. the done deal. Oregon, probably, too. Well, congrats to Notre Dame being Big Ten. Yeah, because they signed that deal or whatever, but then everybody was like, well, you're not getting a Big Ten Network deal, which is another $40 million a year or something like that, and then let alone that. Whatever the case. Ladies and gentlemen, congrats to the Big Ten. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to do the only segment we've done on a regular basis. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to feel the beat. Ooh. Feel the beat. Ooh. 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 
right, this is uh, the only segment we've ever stuck with because uh-huh. it has become incredible intel and entertainment for all of us, us included. Some things are for the fans. A lot of things maybe just for us. This particular one is just for us. We get smarter because we go dive and deep into the roots of the teams. Who's covering these teams day to day? Who's boots on the ground? That's the beat reporters. That's the beat writers. Feel the beat is the time where we get a chance to chat with them. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us again. One of our, I think our first ever yeah. mm-hmm. member and guest on Feel the Beat is back. Panthers beat writer, works for Fox Sports Radio in Carolina. Uh, absolute stallion, ladies and gentlemen, Sheena Quick. Yeah, Sheena, what's up? Hey, guys, how are you? Good. Thank you for joining us again. We're very, very thankful. Uh, thank you for making time here. Of course. Okay, Sheena, here we go. Let's get right into it. They're fighting up there, huh? Panthers and Patriots, they're oh, just yeah. fighting every single down. Are Listen, they going to get anything they done? They have been hustling. Yeah, what's that all about, I mean, Sheena? Are they getting any w- good work in or no? Are they getting good work in or no? I think they're getting good work in, but it's marred by all the skirmishes. Um, that was the first te- the Panthers' first team defense and the Patriots' first team offense that were mixing it up on day one. Yesterday, uh, it was on special teams, and then with the Panthers' ones, with Christian McCaffrey, obviously. So um, you have safety Kenny Robinson from the Panthers. He was ejected both days. Ejected. Good so, uh, Joint practice. We, know, we don't Get know right off. now what implication that's going to have on him making the roster, but he was willing to put it on the line for some WWE moments, though. So. <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> <laughs> Is he, who's ejecting them? Both coaches? Rule and, and, rule and Belichick are like, Combo. Yeah, get the fuck <laughs> out. out. Who's ejecting them? Honestly, who is it? Is that the refs? The refs are like, get up uh, out of here. You gotta refs. go. These refs, what a time. The refs Bullshit. are getting them out of the paint. Pat. Um, hey, if it means anything, Sheena, that's happening at every joint practice. There's a fight gonna happen at every oh, joint yeah. practice, but the Panthers Patriots have seemed to have a lot more popping up on my Instagram feed that Gumpy's posting. Yep. It feels like they are just oh, yeah. slaughtering each other. But let's talk about some storylines that are happening right now. The athletic yeah. released, and then we had heard sources as well. Baker Mayfield to be announced the starter. You've been covering the Panthers every day, you've been covering this uh, competition every day was that kind of understood by everybody watching that Baker had clearly earned the job and is this expected to come any day now you think any day now um I would expect it to come within days actually after the um fr- the, after Friday's game everyone with eyes can see that he's the better quarterback especially as camp is going on he's gotten a better grasp of the playbook he's getting his timing down better with the receivers and this is with limited receivers guys you've had DJ Moore was out for a day or two Robbie Anderson's out, Terrace Marshall, C.J. Saunders. So um, they are really, really thin at that wide receiver position and the tight end position. But Coach Rule likes what he's seen from both guys in red zone and um, in short yardage packages. But it's been Baker's job to lose since he got here, in my opinion. Uh, Matt Rule, how do you think Matt Rule feels about the boys scrapping up there, about Baker Mayfield being his quarterback? A lot of pressure on him, right? I mean, everybody's assuming if he doesn't win, Tepper's going to do what he does to literally everybody. Get the fuck out. See you later. (laughs) Have a good one. Is that the feel? Is that the vibe? And what do you think this team's going to look like this year with Matt Rule? Matt Rule has to win now. That's why he cannot afford to trot Sam Darnold out there as the starter week one or beyond. So that's the main reason that I think he has to start Baker Mayfield. You've seen Sam's tape, and the tape isn't good. I mean, I'm just going to just keep it a buck with you guys. So Baker Mayfield right now gives him the best chance to win, and that's what he has to do, and he has to do it quickly. Darius Butler has a question for you. Yeah, I'm going to ask about that defense, man. One of uh, the guys I was really excited about, J.C. Horn. Obviously, last year was cut short. How is he looking out there uh, now that he's back from that injury? 
Let's talk about the secondary. That that's my speed. The secondary. Yeah. Um, JC looks good. Wow. He's been limited. They obviously have kept him on a pitch count, but it's just precautionary at this point. They don't have any concerns as far as limitations once the season starts. Um, he's in a loaded secondary back there. And so I'm really excited to see what those guys can do on the back end. Xavier Woods has brought a lot of experience and leadership to the secondary as well. Um, and Steve Wilkes is back. Yeah. We don't talk about it as much, but Steve Wilkes is back. J.C. Horn has looked good. Um, C.J. Henderson has looked really good. He looks like a first-round draft, a, a top-ten draft pick. Um, he had had somewhat of a resurgence, I would say, in Carolina. He's having a really, really good camp. Um, you have Dante Jackson on the other on the other side of the field. So I'm really excited for this secondary. What about uh, Chin? Jeremy Chin? I didn't hear you mention him. Oh, he's stinking it up out there. Oh, oh, stinking oh, oh, my God. He's not stinking it up. He can be better in coverge, but of course, okay. he's a hybrid oh, player that you know, they don't know where, he want, where they want to keep him, whether they want to keep him as a linebacker or as a safety, but he's not bad at either position. He he could improve in, in pass coverage, and I think that he will as time goes on with him focusing in on being a safety. That's their plan for him this season. We're talking to Sheena Quick, Carolina Panthers B reporter, works for Fox Sports Radio. I believe. Is that right? Am I saying that right? You are. Yeah, Good you, job. Hey, no problem. You crush it. We're trying to make sure we got that shit right. Yep. Like, hey, Sheena deserves. <laughs> I think Sheena. Hey, fire. You're great on here, Sheena. You really are. And it also sounds Thank like you. DBs. She, she locked in on the DBs too. Yeah, There's not yeah. many out there. No, Listen, no, those are the rude boys, the back end babies. She, yeah. My son's the corner. That's that's where my focus is. Okay, nice. I like the fact that you just said, yeah, it get better coverage. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, listen, I, if we can't keep it real on the Pat McAfee show, where can you keep it real? Hey, I agree, yeah. Sheena. I fucking agree and i appreciate that sounds like vibes are high though huh panthers panthers team they feel good i you think so this is what i would consider to be the most complete team in several years for the panthers they answered the lot the questions at o-line um all baker has to do is manage and, and take care of the ball that's an issue that they had last year obviously with sam darnold um running backs christian mccaffrey seems to be healthy they have deontay foreman back there to spell him a little bit the receivers, DJ Moore is going to do what DJ Moore does. Um, we'd like to have a little bit more production from Robbie Anderson this year. It seems that they're going to get that. They also have Rashard Higgins, who has been a Baker Mayfield familiar target. So I think the vibes are high, and they're not as doom and gloom as a lot of Panthers fans felt this time last season. Okay, go ahead, Tone. Uh, Sheen, I saw a report that uh, Christian McCaffrey, maybe this year, maybe more um, okay with the idea of stepping out of bounds every once in a while and, and maybe trying to stay healthy or – is he going to be on a pitch count this season? Well, how are the Panthers handling him? Well, I think I don't think he'll be on a pitch count. I do think what you said at first is um, a little bit more accurate. He'd be more willing to step out of bounds instead of trying to get that extra one or two yards at, to the detriment of his body. I'm not saying he's going to you know give you a half-assed effort, but his health obviously has to be a concern. He's only played in 10 regular season games since he signed his extension, so that's in the back of his head. He um, consulted with Marshall Falk this offseason, so he's definitely taken a different approach, and I think you really can see kind of a fire and ice combo if the Panthers utilize him and Foreman correctly. He's reckless, Sheena. Yeah. Uh-huh. He is reckless. We were watching him last year. Remember, we, were, we put him on a list. It was him, Carson, Burrow, Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. and I forget who else that like love the way they mm-hmm. play football, but seem to not understand the fact that their body can't break. Like mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey yeah. seems to explode into contact every time. For you know, when people hit like another gear when they're trying to get past him, he hits another gear when he's going into a tackle. Into mm-hmm. you, yeah. Every time, and it's like I respect it. I I respect what you're doing, but there's no way that is survivable. Dude. If he's able to flip that switch, though, 
what a weapon to be added yeah. back into a backfield that Teddy Bridgewater probably wished he fucking had yeah. for at least one yeah. or two games. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, she right. we were at the Colts training camp yesterday, and something that stood out was how massive the Colts team is, especially at skill position. Are there anything that stands out between the Patriots or Panthers these last few days? And is New England's offense as bad as everyone in the Boston area is making it out to be? <laughs> I'm going to play devil's advocate and just say the Panthers' defense is that good. Can we do that? I'm going to well, say the Patriots are that bad. Can we well, say the without, Patriots without are that chin, good? obviously. Yeah, I mean, of course. Right. I mean, chin I mean, seems you to have be... Brian Burns flying off, off of the end. You know, you have Derrick Brown coming into his own. And, again, you have that secondary that's, that's pretty sizable. I like taller, bigger corners, and the Panthers have that. They've, okay. they've gone from a, a speedy, speedy, quick backfield defensive backfield to a heftier, taller backfield and I think that that's going to allow them to be a lot more physical to play a lot more man-to-man bump and run because that's where they will excel all right well Sheena we appreciate you so much have an incredible day safe travels back and we can't wait to talk to you next time see you thanks guys ladies and gentlemen Sheena Quick we learned a lot there I feel like we learned a lot there uh we got a lot of inside feels like vibes are high at Carolina hey they like their team yeah yeah I think it was a good move getting Baker, man. I think Baker's going to surprise a lot of folks. I've You've been, been a Baker guy. I've been a Baker. I've been kind of forced into that position Supporter. to defend him because he did. He was kind of getting thrown under the bus a little too much. Um, but uh, he played through injury last year, obviously. But before that, I think he was easily um, a top 20 quarterback. I think he still is going into this year. What happened in that locker room in Cleveland? Oh, I mean, I think he oh, got uh, hurt. And then he, Cleveland. He, Stefanski said, well, hey, you still got to throw it 60 times a game. Tony, you, you like – you hate Cleveland so much that now you like Baker because it feels Guy's like... Guy's the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much he hates Cleveland. Guy's the best. Yeah. Baker's going to be... Probably, I mean, what? They were 4-1 start the year last year with Sam Darnold. I'd be surprised if they weren't fucking 8-0. So this is like the Adam Gase effect you're saying. Like, get out from the umbrella yeah. of the Cleveland Browns yeah. and he's going to thrive. It really works. Let's see what it did for Bill Belichick. How much... Did you hear Sheena say... <laughs> Did you hear, did you hear what Sheena said? Sheena said, if you have eyes, it's very obvious yeah. that Baker... Baker's that much better than Sam Darnold? I don't think that any of us... Or Sam Darnold. I mean, you've been saying it's obvious. Yeah. It absolutely fucking stinks, it sounds like. Yeah, I Sam Darnold. I mean, he started 4-1 and one last year. Yeah, First true. pass got picked off yesterday <laughs> in New England. That led to another fight. Well, Nick Foles also threw a pick. Yeah, I mean, a couple. He's third straight. He's not getting paid $18.6 million uh, either. He's Super Bowl MVP. I mean, let's all relax. Let's feel the beat yet again. We did a good work back there. Mitt and Zito boys put it together. Let's go to Green Bay, Wisconsin with a man who not only covers the Packers in beautiful fashion, he's also good on the Twitter. He's very active on the Twitter. Writer for The Athletic, also the uh, podcast head of the pack. He wants Syracuse. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Schneider. What's up, pal? How you guys doing? Thanks for joining us, man. Uh, you look like you're in a much better mood than Aaron Rodgers with his wide receivers. Oh. All right, let's dive right into it. Uh, this is obviously Feel the Beat, where we try to learn more than us idiots looking from outside in could ever know. Aaron Rodgers, more like a coach this season. That's what that sounded like. It sounded like a coach's press conference that he gave. Uh, is he taking into that role a little bit? Because obviously we saw him talking to Roswell Douglas, I think, in practice a couple times and everything like that. Is that what you're noticing, and is everything okay over there? Yeah, I think he kind of relishes that that mentor role. Maybe he's not the worst teammate of all time, like some people say. But listen, he knows this wide receiver core has a long ways to go. The other day after practice, he said, it's the story of camp. Simple, simple plays were messing up. They're dropping passes. They're running wrong routes. 
mental errors. It's not Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. He, he really just singled out the young wide receivers. So then on Wednesday morning, wide receivers coach Jason Vrabel said, we got to meet with 12. So the wide receivers, the quarterbacks, and the offensive coaches involved in the passing game got together, and Aaron Rodgers led the meeting and basically said, this is the standard. I don't know if the, the tone was angry, but he basically said, there have been some really damn good receivers around here. We have a really high standard. We got to stop making these errors. They watched film from Tuesday's practice when the Saints' defense totally dominated the offense. Mm. We'll see where they go from here. Samori Toure, who's a rookie receiver, they have said, listen, when it comes from coaches, it's one thing. When it comes from Aaron Rodgers, it's another. He said they really took it to heart. We'll see if they turn it around with three weeks until they play the Vikings in Minnesota. Hey, still a lot of time to figure it out. And if something clicks and something clicks, I mean, what a moment for that entire offense in the post-Devontae Adams era. Is Sammy Watkins on that team still? What's going on over there? Yeah, he's actually playing pretty well. Haven't like, heard a thing, Steinman. Maybe do a little bit better fucking coverage. Come on. <laughs> Stein, I mean, Steinman, what are we doing? Did Syracuse not teach you? Like, hey, if a new guy is in town and Aaron celebrated his arrival and he's having a good – let's talk about it. Is that not in, like, Syracuse 204 or something like that? I, I will be honest. Since I'm the only person who covers us for The Athletic, I watched the Packers' defense versus the Saints' offense on Tuesday – and then after practice, I went and talked to Rasul Douglas instead of Aaron. And that's when Aaron said Sammy Watkins just had his best day since he's been here. So that's you didn't what have said. eyes on it. You didn't have eyes on it in the Syracuse 101. On Gotta have eyes on that's it. Right. Got it. All right. I get it. I get it. I get it. But, but he's, he's doing well. He's well, I, I think Sammy Watkins, he's in a different spot than, than Cobb and Lazard because he's a veteran who hasn't played with Aaron Rodgers. But he's a guy they're really excited about in this offense. And Sammy's been really upfront with us about injuries have derailed my progress in, in living up to that number four overall pick billing, if, if you may. And he's ready to, to prove him, prove his doubters, whatever you want to call them, uh, wrong. And he said he feels really good and he's been playing well. So I think he's going to be a big part of this offense. Ty Schmidt. Schneid, you mentioned talking to uh, Rasul Douglas, the defense from what we heard and, and you were there, but they, they looked really good against the Saints. And, and a couple of those guys have said that they want to play in the final preseason game leading into the regular season. How's the defense looked and do you think it is really going to you know kind of carry the team for the early part of the season? Had eyes on it. I think they will. Really, really good. Um, Rasul Douglas was talking a preposterous amount of shit to the Saints the other day. Just a preposterous <laughs> amount of shit was spoke. I love the way that was worded. I love the way. I think that was a tweet, right? Was that your tweet? That was. I, I needed to emphasize it. It wasn't just like an incredible amount. It was a preposterous amount. Great. One of the best sentences I've ever seen placed on Twitter. Just want to let you know that. Like, I appreciate that. No, because like Jarvis Landry was on the Saints now. Rasul broke up a pass intended for him. And I heard him say something about last year. And one of the rules the Packers PR staff has at practice is we're not allowed to directly quote anything players or coaches say on the field. So the only way I could write what Rasul said is if I got him to repeat it after practice. So I went up to him and I said, did you say something about last year to Jarvis? And he said, yeah, because when they played the Browns last year, Rasul had two interceptions against them. So I said, what do you mean by that? He said, I just told Jarvis that just because he's switching jerseys, I've covered him tight in the past and nothing's going to change. So I'm just trying to do my job out here. Shine, but, I, I appreciate you uncovering gems like that, but <laughs> also feels like Razul is probably going to get in some shit with the yeah. Packers now because of you. I hope you're happy. This guy's talking. Need that guy, Yeah, Shine. I need him to be super positive. You know what I mean? West Virginia guy. Now he's worried about what he's saying. Come on. That's good journalism. Hey, mm -hmm. good journalism, sure, though. Really good journalism there. Uh, uh, I want to I ask D-Butt. I think Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, and Rasul Douglas – 
are probably the best cornerback trio in the league. That's what's going to carry this defense. D-Butt, you're way more of a secondary expert than I am. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously they got really good pass rushers up front, but you marry that pass rush with these cover guys, um, special. Special, special group they could be this year. And with the safety tandem, too, with Savage and and Amos behind them. Um, Interesting, though, who has been rotating that slot at that nickel back position? Because all three of these guys kind of are primary outside guys to me. So who's been manning that slot? Rasul. Okay. He kind of has the size to to step down in the box against the run or drop back against the pass. And, and that's the thing about Quay Walker, their first-round pick from Georgia, and Rasul. Uh, the coaching staff thinks they're both versatile to defend against the run or drop back against the pass uh, just as as well as anyone can. And, you know, if they're going in their base defense, Quay Walker's on the field in the two inside linebacker sets with Devondre Campbell. Yeah. But if they're going five DBs, Rasul's obviously in there. They feel like nothing changes. But he's been playing mainly nickel with Jair and Eric Stokes on the outside. Did you get your investigative cap out uh, and find out who brought the Nicholas Cage head yeah. uh, into Aaron's life? And we saw your tweet. Respect your tweet. Uh, this is the Nicholas Cage head that debuted in the locker room just a few days ago. Uh, AJ was on live whenever we learned of this happening. Mm-hmm. AJ said, is that for headphones? That was all he said. Yeah. That's literally all he said while Son we had a bitch. full field day about Nicholas Cage's dome and his bust and his head being in Aaron Rodgers' locker room being hilarious. Matt Schneidman took out the fucking spyglass. Yep. yep. It was A.J. Hawk and Laura Hawk. Oh, what do you know? God that sent the head to Aaron Rodgers. Shocked. Thank you for figuring that out for us, Schneidman. A.J. will be joining us here in about 21 minutes. Can't wait to fucking hold his feet to the fire. Yeah. Right. A.J. or Nick Lachey. So, the way I found that out, I didn't even go up to him and ask because I thought, you know what? He's probably not too happy after another practice where the starting offense kind of struggled. So, I'm just standing in the locker room. And I hear, Schneidman. I look over. It's Rogers calling me over to his locker. I said, what? And he said, what'd you say about me yesterday? Dead serious. I, I thought he was upset about something. I said, I don't know. What did I say? He said, no, I'm just fucking with you. But I do have a scoop. I said, all right. He was like, I found out who sent me the head. It was Laura and AJ Hawk. Just unprompted <laughs> told me that. And the way he told the story was, I believe on Wednesday, Laura texted him or something, basically saying, did you get what we sent you? And Aaron was a little confused. And she was like, it has to do with your first day. He was like, first day? Oh, first day outfit with Nick Cage. So then I said to him, because I watch your guys' show every day, I said, did you see AJ play dumb about it? He said, no, what happened? And I brought up when you brought it up, and AJ just sat there kind of like, oh, I don't, I don't know. He was it for headphones. And now it's wearing headphones in his locker. So AJ played dumb, but we knew it was him all along. Wow. Thank you for that. we appreciate you ladies and gentlemen Matt Schneider from the Athletic now it is our time to continue to feel I don't think you've got a chance to experience this live let me tell you what when you're in the moment when you're in the conversation with this man it just feels a little bit different not that Mm Simon wasn't fantastic, and Sheena Quick was magical. This man, though, brings the energy, brings the juice, brings the intel, brings the stories. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who has battled through two Achilles tears in a matter of weeks. Two? A man who had a a sub in his pocket for four hours and ate that thing straight down while laying in bed. A man who's been covering (laughs) the Steelers for decades. Ladies and gentlemen, writer for The Athletic, Mark Kabul. Come on! What's up? Mark, how you doing? 
Oh, I'm doing wonderful, especially after that picture you tweeted out. Thanks. Hey. <laughs> what? what? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you... Oh, well, that picture, the promotion on Twitter that I was coming on. Z. It looks like I just got off the toilet. It was unbelievable. Z. Z. What's your problem? Why don't you like it? Z's trying to pull it up right now. And... Oh, yeah. oh, no. You were good. That was you in action. That was an action photo. Yeah, yeah well, action of me uh, on the toilet the other day. Absolutely. What? I had to go get some Pepto after that one. So that's probably that book. Yeah, I think it was from the Devin Bush video. Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, the Devin Bush video. That could have been it. Where it, it was. It was. It was what that. Let me, Mark, let me tell you how this came together. Okay, Zito makes that graphic every day. Zito does a lot of things here. He makes that guest graphic yeah. every day. And we're Googling images of you. And <laughs> we just said, you know, and by we, I mean me, maybe. I said <laughs> that photo from the, the Devin Bush video was Mark's. That was a tough day for Mark. And I think Zito maybe heard, you know, a little miscommunication there. Put the picture in from the Devin Bush video. So that's on us, Mark. I'm going to let you know that's miscommunication. But you were in action there and focusing on every word that was coming out of his mouth. That's what, boom, right here. Look at you. Look at you. I'm like, (laughs) locked in. You know, uh, he was saying some interesting stuff, and I got to realize that there's cameras on the other side. What in the world are you saying there? I got I got to control my facial reaction. No, you don't. This is why we love you, Mark, because you are dialed in, focused, not letting the cameras get in the way of you doing your job. Mark, we fucking love you on this show, and we appreciate you joining us. Let's dive into some Steelers news now. Uh, we could talk to Evan Bush, but I think that story's already been told. Feels like he's on his way out of Pittsburgh, right? Is that right? That's tough. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe not this year, but they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. So unless, you know, as he said, I can go play next year somewhere else. He doesn't realize if he doesn't have a good year this year, that might be for the vet minimum. But, nah, I don't see any way he comes back. Okay. Okay. So hopefully he has a good year. Hopefully they're able to make that work. Or he goes somewhere else and starts a new first-round draft pick, right? I mean, out of Michigan, he was high. They, They moved up 10 spots, most they've ever moved up in the draft ever to be able to pick him in, I believe, what, 18, 19? And he hasn't quite panned out. Okay, you heard Mark Boyer. That's yep. how every Yinzer thinks right there. Mm-hmm. They moved up 10 spots to uh-huh. get this guy. <laughs> we moved up to get <laughs> Troy. Is, okay, we, that's we, how it's supposed to work out. We, oh. we moved up to get this guy. So he's uh, the expectations very early uh, were what they were. He has not panned out as far in Yinzer's eyes. Maybe you will have a good year. Maybe he'll go somewhere else and find it. Who the fuck knows? A lot of time. A lot of time. Young, lot of time. young, young kid. A lot, a lot of time, time left yeah. in his career. And maybe, by the way, you have an experience like this. You go somewhere else. Reprove yourself is better for you you learn something whatever the case who knows how that'll go let's get to the quarterback room Kenny Pickett has been moved up to number two officially you tweeted out I think uh, yesterday Kenny Pickett's taking reps with ones in the team thing and we've been following your Twitter account to see how this goes Kenny's officially two what does that mean for Mason Rudolph your guy and what does this mean going into the season basically Mitchell's starting this thing and then Kenny's going to take over at some point yeah that's what it looks like right now uh, he will start Mitch Trubisky will start Saturday against Jacksonville, but they're going to bring uh, Pickett in early in the second. He's going to play through the half, 
until the third quarter. And Tomlin said today, just not moments ago in this room, that uh, he needs to see more varsity action from Kenny. So I guess that's going to go a long way in seeing how this plays out right now. But, I mean, if Kenny can show he's capable of being that number two you can rely on early in the season, I mean, to be honest with you, why do you keep Mason? I mean, he's not going to sign here next year, and we all know that because of the first-round pick and all that stuff. But I think it's – I mean, it's Pickett's – Pickett's not going to win the number one. He's not starting in Cincinnati, regardless of what he does. I think this is setting up of where he may be able to – insert himself you know early in the season you think mason rudolph maybe teammates of miles garrett again over there in cleveland you know what i mean after the bonk with the own helmet situation you know they have a quarterback mason rudolph's gonna be on a move you think mark uh there hasn't been any talks what i've been told right now no interest whatsoever as of now but come september 1st maybe that's different come the trade deadline that might be different. But you always got to look. That's a pretty cheap out. insurance policy, man. I mean, you forget 2019. It's right there where you had to go mm-hmm. searching for duck to right, be right. able to – you don't want to be put in that situation. So if they get get a decent offer, fifth-round pick, sixth-round pick, they'll make the move. But I don't know if anybody's going to offer them that. Uh, six-round – I mean, six-round pick. Six-round pick. People are just throwing those literally into the yeah, trash these days. Go ahead, Tone Diggs. Baker was a fifth. Um, yeah, but Mason, so <laughs> he got bonked in a head yeah. with a helmet. Mark, yeah. uh, we know the Survive. boys up front right. uh, on the offensive side did not play great last year. They bring in uh, Mason Cole and James Daniels. Um, how have the boys looked – they looked better up front this year? And why is Dotson and, and Kendrick Green rotating there? Is that not Dotson's job? How the boys up front look? Well, Dawson's hurt again. He's been hurt for the past couple of weeks with an ankle, and that's been his issue the past two years. He's probably their best offensive lineman, but he can't stay healthy. And if it comes between a guy that continuously gets hurt and Kendrick Green, even if maybe Dawson's a little bit better, they're going to go with Kendrick Green. I like Mason Cole. James Daniel's still filling his way out. The tackles are still in the work in progress. But you watched the game Saturday. I mean, how much time uh, do those quarterbacks have to, to throw the ball? I, listen, much. we didn't get to watch the game on Saturday, oh, I heard, Mark. Yeah, I heard about that. They forged you to Denver and Dallas, right? Yeah, Cooper yeah. Rush, Bullshit. Josh Johnson doing the who gives a fuck game. Okay, <laughs> Russell Wilson, if they would have cut the Russell Wilson in warm-up full pads crying, clear eyes full hard I'm cool with that. If mm-hmm. you want to take uh, Kenny Pickett and Drew Locke, who might be the starter of the Seahawks yeah. when the season comes around, off the of TV, and it's Russell Wilson in that good man brand, all white, yep. walking to his Rolls Royce. I'm cool with it. If Jerry Jones is going to be doing a goddamn press conference from the middle of Jerry World, I'm cool with it. With what it was, why are we doing that? Yeah. It was a great game. That was a great preseason game, wasn't it, Mark? I feel like <laughs> everybody had to feel very excited about how that whole thing went. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not much, not many times you see a last minute drive where the quarterback turns the ball over on downs, then you get the ball back a play later, then he throws a touchdown pass to win it in your hometown where you played college football at, and the crowd went wild. I mean, I'm always thinking they were going to tear down the goalpost there for a second. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's strange, strange, but, you know, uh, I'm sure you could find Pompey Annie talking about it somewhere, right? You Google it, see the end of that. Him and Chuck Batch. I know you're a Pompey Annie fan there, Batch. Bro, Pompey Annie, Charlie, Charlie Batch, Batch's Yinzer accent when he's calling Steelers great, games. Great. Oh, 
There was like four consecutive. We need to get that second down here. <laughs> like that's got a real. I mean, that's a real Chuck's, Chuck's ingrained now into the city. And then Pompiani, not that he wasn't to begin with, but he is like full on. And then Pompiani's Bob Pompiani. They had Rooney on for like what was it like maybe a drive or two. Rooney said four words, I think. Yeah, <laughs> he's not a man of many words. It's a good football game. Yeah, he gets. It. We like the way these guys are doing it all. Vibes high though over there in Pittsburgh. Do you feel like you got a good squad? I mean, odds nobody. Nobody's really looking at them to win the AFC North. Nobody's really looking at them to be a contender in the AFC, right? Because AFC is so packed. What are you guys thinking in the conversations as the camp continues to roll on here, Kaboli? It's all going to be how the quarterback play is. But even deeper than that, you mentioned on touched on a minute ago is the offensive line. That could be the downfall of everything they done did done whatever uh, <laughs> through camp so far. Because if you don't put any, you don't give any of those quarterbacks any time. You don't give Najee any time. It's just going to be a disaster from the beginning. But it's all based on on the quarterback play. I think the defense is there. They got studs all over the place. Minka Fitzpatrick is an absolute stud out there in training camp, like picking at people, screaming at people, uh, just like being crazy out there. He, I think he has a chance to become a potential de- defensive player of the year this year. Okay, oh, Minka. Yeah, Minka. That's how I think. I saw how good he's been playing. We don't even talk about the Haywards, you know, the Haywards, the Watts, and all those guys because they barely play out there. So once again, there's a lot of tempered enthusiasm. The only really true enthusiasm is, you know, if you're in Pittsburgh, is the four string running back because you know who's going to replace Najee? That's a very Yinzer thing. Who's going to back up Najee for those three snaps a game? And, and, <laughs> Other than that, know. they think they're going to stink. Probably that's what your tweet meant. That's what your mentions are like. <laughs> no, you don't even look at my mentions. But Jalen Ward, hey Mark, who's ball, fucking Mark? on the ball when Najee's getting a spell, Mark? No, no, my mentions are after the last appearance was always some sort of hey, you have a hoagie in your pocket. How is Rudy's <laughs> sub in your pocket? Hey, it's the pocket sub Rudy. <laughs> that's what? where they are now. Come on. We apologize. Love you, Mark. Love you, Mark. We love you, Mark. Love you, Mark. Mark, that was alarming, I think, to all of us. That's why it's being mentioned what to you. What are you going to do? Am I going to throw it away? You're crazy. <laughs> Fair. It's four and a half hours. Good point. No, that's a good point. It's <laughs> a great point. Last question here for you, Mark. We are so thankful for you, and thank you for treating our sub with respect, too. Uh-huh. Like, I understand you said... I. I bet you thought if you threw it away, it'd be disrespectful to the gift that we tried to give to you and also to the sub itself, which was delicious, I assume. So I, res- I respect that. <laughs> You're I mean, fu- I'm not going to toss it. No way. I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm sure I've eaten worse. I think I eaten worse two weeks, two days ago, like I mentioned about my Pepto incident. You know, that didn't cause that, so I'm good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Mark. Thank, Thank you, Mark. Mark. Uh, last question here. Uh, Ty, go ahead, pal. Mark, you had glowing reviews for George Pickens last time you came on. I think it was uh, Chase Claypool said that he doesn't even know what his face looks like, so I assume he's just a dog inside and outside the building. But has he continued to kind of ascend and impress? Is he going to be the go-to guy for the Steelers this year? Yeah, you know what? Tomlin set up set them up in a drill the other day of like five, six reps where he had to cover – or Minka Fitzpatrick had to cover him over and over and over again. I know Minka's a safety, but he did a pretty well, good job. But, you know, he, he made his plays as well. And speaking of that, when I said that about George Pickens, I mean, I must have got a – hundred mentions about, hey, you ever hear of Jamar Chase? So to all those people out there, ha, I was right. 
That babe, Mark. He, he actually didn't. You, hold on, hold on, Mark. Hold on, Mark. Hold on. Different dynamic to this team, and uh, you saw that on uh, Saturday. Mark, your exact words were, "I'd be more surprised if George doesn't make a play." on Saturday than if he does make a play. And then he has the highlight touchdown of the entire weekend, yeah, yeah. basically. And by the way, great ball from Mason Rudolph. Oh, yeah. Hey, we appreciate you, Mark. We got to continue to feel the beat in Cleveland because big news came out of there. Uh, you're the best, dude. All right. Thanks, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Boley. Yeah! Here we go. Out of baby. Here we go. Out of baby in an hour, two. I'm not sure how long we'll continue to do that, even though you guys have mastered it. It sounds a lot. It is a lot. Uh, the talk stables here at Ty Schmidt at Boston Connor. One half of the hammer. Dan Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. Done? Also in studio, friend of the program, nine-year NFL vet, co-host of the Man of Man pod, Darius J. Butler. Hey, hey, trip to Indianapolis yesterday was awesome with you. Uh, today was a massive day in the NFL world because there was breaking news this morning. Deshaun Watson has officially been suspended 11 games, 12 weeks, and fined $5 million. The 12-game suspension will also account for a $666,666 fine in uh, income that he will not earn. So $5.66 million fine basically from the NFL in 12 weeks. Suspension, his first game back will be in Houston against the Texans, the team that he asked to get moved and traded from just a little bit over four months ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joining us now, live from Connecticut, Ohio, man we haven't chatted to in at least 48 hours. Uh, obviously, always incredibly toxic. The man who sent the Nicholas Cage head alongside his wife to Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. in his uh, locker room. The man is college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. AJ! AJ, oh, you got your new uh, AJ Hawk cut. Oh, wow. oh yeah, we Close. took it. We took it high and tight yesterday. Hey, give me Damn. that AJ Hawk. It's almost season time. You look good, AJ. Hey, that a baby. Wow. <laughs> here we go, had a baby. Huh? Here we go, had a baby. Deshaun Watson, eleven games, twelve weeks. First game back will be the Houston Texans. Your initial thoughts on this? Of course I- it is. Yeah, of course. Six hundred sixty-six thousand six hundred sixty-six dollars. Of course it is. I mean, there's just a lot of that. There's going to be people that are going to be mad about the amount of games, no matter what the games were. We've all recognized that. Do you think the NFL got it right here? And how do you think the next couple steps look, AJ? I mean, I don't know like to whether to say they got it right or not. I mean, they added games from what Judge Sue originally had. So I guess the NFL can say, Raj can say, hey, we did this. We revamped it, whatever. We added games. They don't give them the whole season. But more for the Browns now. Also, what's the best case scenario? Is it, let's say Jacoby's a starter and they're – playing very well. They only have a few losses when he comes back. Then Deshaun comes back. Or what if they're completely garbage and the season's almost over? You throw them in? So we're talking about that earlier. Darius said, hey, Jacoby ain't no slap. You know what I mean? No, Jacoby can play. Right. Whenever you looked at that schedule, honestly, Darius, really, what did you think in those first uh, 12 weeks, 11 games? I I wouldn't say easy, but lighter, obviously, coming out of the gate. But like I mentioned, once you get into that later half of the season, Deshaun's getting thrown in that mix. I know he can come in six weeks prior, but he's I mean, you're not going to take Jacoby's practice reps away from Deshaun, you know, to get him ready. So it will be tough for him to get thrown apart. But that's a good point that A.J. makes. If they are rolling, do you make that change at this point? Obviously, he's, you know, getting year, 230 fully guaranteed. So he'll be there for the future. But if Jacoby and that offense is rolling, do you make that switch? I don't know. The roster is so good. They are really good. so good. Now, granted, who knows what's going to happen with Hunt? That kind of has disappeared from the conversation. Yeah, a little bit. 
Has it? I, I yeah, don't think Chubb, Chubb came out and basically the, the best friend thing was kind of the last thing Chubb saying. I couldn't imagine him not being here. He's my best friend. I want him to be here. It was kind of the last kind. That's very nice of Chubb come out yeah. and say he's my bestie, this guy. Yeah. Need him here. Has, yeah, we just, Haslam kind of threw Hunt's name in, in, in his yeah. uh, press conference, too. So I, I think he, that, was, that was a little intentional. Like, hey, we gave Hunt a second chance. That's been working out. Oh, during this good. Deshaun Watson? Yeah, 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 so right now, Deshaun's talk has talked. Haslam, his wife, and Andrew Barry all just had a uh, joint press conference that just took place. Deshaun Watson, I believe his exact words in this. I didn't hear it directly from Deshaun. Yeah, let's put the statement up. We'll put the statement up exactly. I don't want to get it wrong because I don't want people to think that I said it or that this was like a uh, McCockner type situation. I'm grateful that the disciplinary process has ended and extremely appreciative of the tremendous support I have received throughout my short time with the Browns organization. I apologize once again for any plans or any pain this situation has caused. I take accountability for the decision I made. My focus going forward is on working to become the best version of myself on and off the field and supporting my teammates however possible while I'm away from the team. I'm excited about what the future holds for me in Cleveland. And that's his official statement from Deshaun Watson. So the decision, does he say decisions or decision? Let me go back to that. Plural. Okay, decisions. All right, good, good, good. Okay, okay, good. Because if that was on the decision I made, it was like, well, okay, so what is he saying? Yeah. The one decision he made. The decisions he made has obviously led to this interesting apology, right? I think everybody would nitpick every single word he goes for. But as he was starting there in the beginning, he has to truly feel that. And who knows how many people come through this statement before it got released. We'll assume it's just directly from Deshaun, but he also has the greatest agent in the history of agenting ever. The man who negotiated a $230 million fully guaranteed deal while all this was staring down the pipe. He said he's happy that the, the entire process is over. Think about him. He had gotten, they tried to indict him, what, two times? He had to go through grand jury twice. Yep, yep. Yep. Criminal. Then he had, this is two different cases, all in the last couple of years. He probably is like, He's being told by people, hey, this is the last year you're going to have to deal with this, like, punishment-wise. He's probably, oh. Yeah, it's over. Oh, my God. Now, publicly, though, you're going to be dealing with this forever, AJ. And I think that's a matter of fact. This is going to be with him for the rest of his life. Away stadiums are going to know that for the rest of his life. But there has to be quite a fucking relief from Deshaun the Browns and everybody involved in that situation from that standpoint. Yeah, I mean, there's some kind of – everyone wants closure. And I guess now we know what the – what the actual discipline is being 11 games. Uh, yeah, you're right. Of course he's going to he's going to move past it and people are going to still always have this, but this was really the first thing ever we've heard about Deshaun before like before all this came out. Deshaun was a model citizen, wasn't he? Like everything was all very Michael, very positive. Michael Jordan of football, right? Yeah. He's what Dabo's. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, yep. on yeah. the field and even like you know, behind we all know people that that know people. So anybody, I, when this first came out, you know, you reach out to guys and know them, and like AJ said, like it was it was pressed. Like I was like, no, no way, no way. It's got to be bullshit. But um, so hopefully he cleans it up after this. Obviously, yeah, forever. He if he goes on to become a completely model citizen and lives his life in the completely proper fashion forever, he can just go on and be a mega wealthy yeah. person and a successful football player from this point forward. Now, there's going to be a lot of outside noise forever around him, but if he has the ability, the mental toughness to somehow lock it in, he can still have a profound life. I mean, very profound. It'll always be with him. Now, there's a clip coming out now, I'm being told, about him chatting about it and not just the written statement, but him actually talking. I have not heard this. This is my first time listening. Let's go ahead and run that. This is from Mary Kay Cabot, who is live on location from the Bronze Training Camp. 
uh, stood on my innocence and always said that I've never assaulted anyone or disrespected anyone and I'm continuing to stand on that. But at the same time, I have to continue to push forward with my life and my career. And for us to be able to move forward, you know, I have to be able to take steps and put pride to the side. And um, I'm continuing to stand on my innocence and, and keep pushing forward. And I've always, you know, stood on not disrespecting or sexual assault or anyone. Okay. I mean, that's obviously... <laughs> Has he always stood by his innocence? Yeah, yeah, he has, yeah, but you yeah, can't yes. put that written statement out and then just um, right afterwards. Well, and then Haslam also, remember, Haslam said that he has been remorseful since yeah. this entire thing and grateful, and then what he's been saying has been completely opposite of that. Anything he says, anything he does, we have to assume, will get nitpicked yep. in this particular case. So we, it's going to happen regardless. He had to know that, though, too, when he was going out there to talk. right? Yeah, he yes. had to know that he was going oh, out yeah. to everything he was saying. I guess he's just at a point where he doesn't give a fuck. Is that, it's just like, hey, Done listen, you're going to bury me anyway, so I just want to let you know that, yeah, I didn't do anything. So Here's a, here's a follow-up tweet, I guess, to this uh, situation. We are learning this on the fly. What a time to be alive. Mike Garofalo, Deshaun Watson on why he accepted a settlement if he claims he's innocent. I've always been able to stand on my innocence and always said I never assaulted or disrespected anyone, but at the same point, I have to continue to push forward with my life and my career. Deshaun Watson on why he's apologizing. For everybody that was affected by the situation, there were a lot of people that were triggered. All Good right. God. What is that? <laughs> well, what? I think he said there was a lot of people that took offense to this because they've either known somebody that's been in this potential situation or something like that. I believe that is what triggered means, right? Triggered is means yeah. you set somebody off with something that's yeah. happening. So that is how he is framing it in his mind that this situation that he is involved in has triggered people about this whole thing. And I don't think that's just the case, Deshaun. I think there was a lot of things and a lot of people that got super pissed off about this because the overwhelming narrative seemed to be the same thing. And when the judge and Roger Goodell said predatory behavior, I mean, that's only even more so and now he's being rewarded with an opportunity to play in the nfl the greatest league of all time it's just uh it's a fascinating thing i wonder if that's how he's going to address it forever or if he's just going to choose in the future to not address it i assume if i was him i'd be getting away from conversations about it going forward uh, after today i think and i don't know how you handle that but i think that is something that he should definitely think about doing. well don't you think people will continue to ask him they'll ask him less and less as time goes on yeah but- mm-hmm. It's going to continue to come up. He's going to be like, hey, I, Every game. I get it. I got to move on. I, got, I can't talk about yeah, this. Yeah, he has to have some line that he's going to use. It's just like, uh, I understand why you're asking that question. And I think he said this earlier, right? Whenever they're going through, I understand the question, but I can't say anything because we're in the middle of uh, the process or whatever. Now he can say, I understand the question. I'm not going to talk about that for the rest of my life. I'm just going to kind of move on with it. Like some form of answer that he's confident giving and can give and makes people think like all right he's made this decision but this convo is going to surround the bronze forever Haslam's going to have to answer questions about this forever he don't care though no no no, no. they win games he don't give a damn it doesn't matter and he reset the quarterback market but to your point like if he does continue to get asked about this and he has that like answer go to how often do you think that he gets that question up into the point where he's like all right fuck everybody <laughs> like i'm not answering any more questions about this even if he does have that go to answer okay so we're getting more information out of here ari mirov at my sports update a pro football focus is reporting that general manager andrew barry former harvard quarterback i do believe said the team put together a plan as soon as they traded for deshaun watson about how he would get future massages 
for any soft tissue injuries. He did not specify if they're male or female. Owner Jimmy Haslam said the therapist will be team approved. This happened whenever he got traded for. This was an addendum that got released publicly. So this is not our first time hearing about this. Remember, massages are vital. To yeah. a lot of professional athletes, a lot of pro athletes get massages two times a week, three times a week, once a week, maybe even just as you get older, you get into it more and more. So this is not a weird thing. Now, 66 different therapists in 17 months, I think a lot of people would be alarmed by because normally professional athletes have their body guru, their particular massage that they do. The person gets to know the muscles, gets to know the body a little bit. But massages are something that are normal, and I assume they have a network of massage therapists they deal with in Cleveland already, don't you think, D-Bud? Yeah, most likely that the teams have already vetted. And like you said, usually, I, I mean, it's a pretty, you know, intimate setting you know what about the off season how do you like how do you monitor this that that'll be interesting and if he does violate what's the repercussions of that but uh wow this is wild this whole situation is wild but um i don't i don't see deshaun continuing to address this though you know and he's he's said from beginning you know i'm innocent with sexual assault violence things like that but i also think the other things the other actions maybe I don't know. This shit is weird. But, you know, He's not going to address it, you don't yeah, think? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think, think so. I, by the way, if if you were in Deshaun Watson's camp, the Cleveland Browns camp, the NFL's camp, basically everybody that is associated with Deshaun now on the team of Deshaun almost and in there, they're all like, let's not talk about this. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, if somebody asks, well, Deshaun asks, well, what happens when somebody asks me? Well, we tell them we're not talking about it. And he's got to, you're going to have to do that for how long? Probably the next 10, 15 years. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is going to, this what about is just. teammates, too, though. I would assume some media member is going to ask their teammates, like, it's quite, well, how do you feel about Deshaun being back in the team now or like his 11 game? Do you agree, disagree? I would imagine some of them are going to have to deal with that as well. Here's Diana Rossini, ESPN insider and pundit. The signing of the settlement only means Watson is ending the legal process. This has nothing to do with an admission of guilt. Those close to him share with me today he regrets putting himself in a position. This isn't an admission or an apology to the woman involved, the women involved. All right. Some more information will roll out. It is, I guess, exactly how we all think it is right now. Yep. And uh, this is the world we live in. And we got to remember that. The last thing you were talking about, how Jimmy Haslam feels, he said uh, he would absolutely would make the trade for Deshaun Watson all over again, knowing what he knows now. Well, Haslam uh, hasn't seen him play football yet. Okay, so you already spent that money. Let's ask Jimmy Haslam next year, (laughs) week ten, week eleven. Let's see how it's all going. If they're winning, guess what Jimmy Haslam's going to say? I don't regret not one bit. Yeah, not one bit. I mean, we changed his life too. Look, he's Mm -hmm. getting he's getting massages from licensed massage. He actually got better here. We actually he's got actual body gurus here. He's doing if if they don't win games. Oh, yeah. He's regretted the fuck out of it. Yeah, forever. And everybody has said that since the beginning. Deshaun Watson is so good on the football field. That's why any of this is happening. And people need to remember, like, you be who you can afford to be in all aspects of life. Deshaun Watson is that fucking good on the football field. Will he still be week 13 of this NFL season? We shall see. I asked Darius in the first hour, AJ, week 13, and uh, Darius brought this up. That's like post-Thanksgiving almost football. That's everybody's playing their best football. Every team has been figured out. He hasn't played football in years. Now, Jacksonville didn't look great, obviously, but who? that's fucking preseason. Can't really judge it. Does he still got – will he still be a good – like, for how good of a player he was is why this whole conversation's happening, right? Yeah. That's why all this is even taking place. If he wasn't as good at football as he was, 
You can best believe that no motherfucker would be signing up yeah. to put this. The Browns ain't doing it. The NFL ain't doing it. There would be an entire thing if he wasn't as good as he was when he's there. Two years is a long time off football field, AJ. That's a long time, especially it's been two hard years, right? I mean, yeah, I, this yeah. has been this yeah. hasn't been like this hasn't just been chilling on a beach. I'm retired years. This has been like on bam, bam. Oh, yeah. mentally challenging. I assume who knows how his body. Do you think he's just gonna be able to hop back in there against the Houston Texans in there and play good football? I don't. That'd be an incredibly mentally tough feat. I think if he's able to do. Yeah. That. I mean, it may take some time. It may have some ring rust, as they say, like when boxers or MMA fighters take some time or off. wrestlers yeah. ring rust, like you as well like you don't you don't seem to have any ring rust when you take well, six months in between a match or a program i did i did <laughs> i had what i had some ring rust. it's all and part it, of the show though and there was some rope moisture too there was some rope moisture that i did not account for and also there was humid air that i yeah, did not account for yeah. so it was amateur shit too so there was, <laughs> i had really a four piece of mistakes with ring rust being one of them in there but yeah i just think that's a long time away from players yeah. that have just been getting better every day and they're in like the they're in the the heart the towards the end of like when hey you get in that rhythm when you're in season especially if your team's playing well and it's like here we go like every week runs into the runs into the next and every day you gain more and more confidence and you feel more comfortable playing together too. And Darius, you mentioned this like, are you going to take reps away from Jacoby if you're doing well? And if you're not doing well, are you putting Deshaun in anyways? Like, yeah. if your team's not doing well, you're probably not going to put Deshaun in to end the season where you're going to be shit. If you are doing well, are you taking reps away from the starting quarterback whenever you need to continue to do well? Like, how they balance it all those last six weeks of him coming out will be very interesting to watch. And I wonder if anybody will even know or I assume it'll be asked about. Absolutely. It'll probably be. Oh, yeah. It's not a terrible situation to be in football-wise, though. You know, if you got Deshaun Watson, you got to decide if he if he's going to be playing or not. Uh, so not a, not a bad situation for them. And once again, I, I do have faith in Jacoby with how this offense and this team um, is built and this roster is built that Barry put together. Uh, but it will be one, uh, an interesting situation for him. I think – this NFL season is going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Best yet. Hey, man. AJ, we missed you at training camp yesterday, dude. Missed that you. was fun, man. It was fun to watch. You guys you guys going through the blaster, everything. It was impressive. We weren't prepared enough. <laughs> you know? What do you mean? Huh? I'm shocked to hear that, but what do you mean? Yeah, thank you for being alarmed. <laughs> I appreciate mm -hmm. that. Just, I don't think, you know, we're pretty cavalier going in there. And by we, I mean me. You know, I didn't really look into it enough to really start piecing it together. Zito went up the night before to make sure we could get on air. But we should have done a little bit more like what are, do, are we capable of doing? What are we not capable of doing? Really laissez-faire attitude out of me going into there. Like, uh, if the cameras work, we're fucking good. That's a long time of a show to not, you know. Oh, yeah. Three and a half hours is a long time yeah. with, like, can we put videos up? Should we talk about anything that isn't happening, like, four feet behind us? What can we shoot? What can't we shoot? I guess we're showing some stuff. Obviously, we weren't allowed to show. <laughs> I mean, it was a full... So, like, I think the show could have been better. I, I thought the camera work was great. It was. Randy and Harlan fucking oh, yeah. top Brooks, of the yeah. line. Who are they? They're, so, the Colts the set that up. The Colts hired somebody, a local, oh. like, production company that we've worked with before. I, I haven't been with the shooters before. I've been with the audio before. Um, Pistol, the head guy. We appreciate you, Pistol. Thank you, oh, Pistol. But Pistol runs a production company here in town, basically. Got trucks and shit. Colts asked him if he could set up that for us to do it. And then they're very nice of the Colts to do that. We told him, like, with all the shit we got going on right now, we do not have time to go set up a set there. And they said, well, do you want to come? I'm like, we would love to come, but we don't have enough time to set it up. So they're like, what if we help set it up or whatever? It's like, we'd fucking love that. So very, very... 
Very thankful to the Colts for doing that. But yeah, I should have looked into it a little bit more. Like when Zito set something up, or when we set something up, Zito says like, hey, we have the capability to do this, we have the capability to do this, we can't do this. And then at least there's a little bit of a thought of like what we could do for three and a half hours while we're live. You know, at least it enters my brain at some point before we get live. This one was kind of like, (laughs) what can we do, what can't we do, almost on the fly. Diggs was able to talk on the sideline then he wasn't. Yep. Then, then he clearly wasn't able when he to. Buried, who'd he bury right when he got the mic? Uh, Foles. Yeah. Nick Foles played oh, terrible, yeah. Geez. But then he, his, he didn't bury Nick Foles for the whole sentence because remember the back half of the sentence where he complimented yeah. Nick yeah. Foles, we just couldn't hear it because the right. fucking audio didn't work, which wasn't anybody's fault but just the fact that we didn't even think or test. So I'd like to – next year we'll do that better. Mm-hmm. But it was fucking – awesome to be there to feel the energy it's like nfl seasons here you know what i mean mc dc was doing a press conference right next to us he's six six Dude, fucking two sixty. yeah he is an absolute monster oh, of a man his energy is great the colts look good matt ryan looked good and it made me think to myself what is that stupid pundit on espn saying about this colts team? Uh-huh. It's fair. i haven't heard enough chat i've heard this one particular person on there he's back on the wentz wagon somehow okay right. after all last year hopped off the wentz wagon he's back on there i i haven't heard a single matty ice promo out of this guy yet nope. and after watching him yesterday he won like 14 to 16 and won seven on seven drill yeah. they scored 55 touchdowns against the lions yesterday the lions offense i guess did do well we did not see that on the other side so we apologize to the lions fans because we're burying the lines oh, yeah. Big time. because what we were seeing right in front of us that we had cameras on Ooh. Ooh. that Colts team looked very very good the Lions defense did not but I guess the Lions offense did look good as well okay. so maybe it is just offense uh, uh, practice yesterday mm-hmm. joining us now is a man who's become the authority on quarterbacking on ESPN mm-hmm. he was a backup quarterback for a long time also a starting quarterback in the NFL for a long time high football IQ great synopsis of games he'll actually be calling tonight's Bears Seahawks that's right this man it's also his birthday what so ladies and gentlemen happy birthday to Dan Orslowski happy birthday happy birthday Dan happy birthday Dan happy birthday Dan What's up, bud? You weren't talking about me, right? Just previous to that, when you were calling you some some idiot on ESPN? No, 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 no. I was talking about just ESPN pundits as a whole, not you. Not you, not you, <laughs> no. not you, not you, not you. Obviously. I just wanted to confirm. I just wanted to make sure. But, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Dan. Dan. Happy birthday, Dan. Let's talk about on this birthday, maybe this trip around the sun. Okay, let's start this thing off hot. Let's do some promos for fucking Matt Ryan, okay? Yesterday's practice, the Colts looked un. Unstoppable. 6-7, They are Goliaths flying around. This Colts team's going, Dan. I need to hear it out of that face a little bit more. This birthday year, this trip around the sun, pal. I got you. I've picked them to win the division, just so we're clear. Um, Really? And I I, I I just said that. that. Yeah. Picked picked to win the division. I'm actually, you don't return my text messages, but I'm actually out in Indy next week. I'm hosting like their luncheon, you know, their player luncheon end of camp. So I was like, you know, Pat, I'm going to be in town, but you haven't responded back to me. But no, I agree. Um, tons of size offensively. What, I day? what day are you in town? Next Thursday and Friday. You're here Thursday? Read your text messages. I don't think you said end of week. And I almost said, I do fucking smack literally, that. <laughs> literally verbatim said end of next week. Okay, what, is that, what does that mean? What does that mean? You tell Saturday. me what that means. You tell me what that means. End of week. Late Friday, maybe? I'm flying in Thursday. I fly out Friday afternoon. But, like, 
that's not a big deal. No, but I'm just saying you're pretty non-descript. I mean, you're pretty non-descriptive with that tech. Like end of week, I do Friday night SmackDown, pal. What multiple millions of people watch every single Friday? My kids watch all the time. My kids, my kids watch all the time. Um, It's not me. It's everybody else. But I'm just saying, like you say, hey, I'm coming in town end of week. I don't even understand. Like follow the product. I got a job. Okay, I'm so sorry. Are you here on Thursday though? We would love to have you here on Thursday. Yeah, I fly in Thursday. Let's go! go yeah. Happy birthday! We'll have a fucking cake! Yeah. Yeah. We'll have a cake! Ice cream cake. Uh, ice you cream eat ice cream? Cake. No way. We've seen you. You're you're not eating any ice cream right now, pal. Yeah, no, the summer's basically over. I can start to enjoy food now. Hey, you've been looking shredded on those beaches, pal. Hell yeah. Yeah, you have. You've been on a Peloton. Oh, good winker. Yeah, baby. <laughs> All right, anyways. Has Boston Connor apologized individually for what he said about the Lions just at the end of your show yesterday? I was watching, and he said, I'm just happy the Lions just continue to be the Lions. Yeah. No, I don't apologize because you should have seen it, Dan. They gave up 180 points. You weren't there. Dan, we did not see the Lions offense, though. We only saw the Lions defense. Lions defense had a rough day against the Indianapolis Colts yesterday. But I guess the Lions offense did pretty well as well. Uh, But we didn't see that was the other end. You know what I mean? That was down the other end. So we were kind of picking and choosing what we were covering yesterday. Much like you guys do on ESPN. Let's talk about this. (laughs) Okay, let's let's move on here. And we apologize to the Lions fans. Happy birthday. Uh, Tonight, Bears, Seahawks. What's the storyline in there? Uh, We obviously know COVID hit Drew Locke a couple days ago. Had no idea COVID was still a thing. It is. Uh, Producer for Get Up. uh, Got a good shot. Still rocking the mask. Still saving the world. Appreciate that doing that this morning over there still a thing drew locks out other than that what are the storylines tonight justin fields is a guy is he not a guy and who are you calling the game with uh, i'm with levy lewis riddick uh and, and laura rutledge down on the field so oh, it's our first time together hey, 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 hey. There it is. Yeah. congrats yeah it's uh it's been cool we've been out here since monday night um no offense what? to any people on the west coast this west coast time frame is just wild but it's the longest I've spent with like Lewis and, and Levy, although I've worked with them and just really enjoyed kind of hanging out with them and, and being around football with them. So we got to go to practice. Uh-huh. I'll tell you this, like we had a really good conversation with Chicago yesterday. Um, you know, Chicago's like Justin is obviously the forefront of their organization, but their organization is in such a difficult place, the health of their roster because of, you know, past years and missed picks and all that stuff so i think they've got like a really good perspective on what the goal is for justin not only like tonight but also for this year you know in again the reality of they're not as talented nearly enough to make a a fair evaluation of him um so i think just watching how he plays in comparison to last week i tell you the big thing that i would be looking for is you know, like his shoulders, uh, simply put, like if it, it, keeping his shoulders perpendicular to the line of scrimmage, yep, the way you're facing right now, yeah, I know comparison to getting them, yeah, uh, getting them parallel. You know, once he, like, sometimes gets off his first read, he turns like you parallel to the line, it becomes a runner more than a thrower. So just the, the, the ability to move in the pocket rather than leave the pocket. So I think that's the thing. Um, They've got a, a left tackle who's a fifth-round pick who's probably going to be their starting left tackle. So watching how he plays against a good pass rush. Um, you know, they've their third-round receiver, Bayless Jones, out of Tennessee, will be the first time he gets to play. So how does he look? The youth of their second – I mean, they're just such a, a young team. Seattle's really interesting because, in my opinion, 
you get the feeling that they want Drew Locke to be their starting quarterback. Whoa! You just get that feeling. Um, he obviously is not going to play, so how does Geno kind of – can Geno go out there and just basically take the job? Uh, they got some young talent, though, too, dude. They got – they got a corner that looks like Richard Sherman when he plays. So, um, you know, it'd be cool to watch those starters play for a chunk of time. Dane, how tough would it be if you're, say, you're a quarterback and you, last year, you got blasted. Your O-line didn't do a great job. Say, at times, Justin Fields was running for his life. If you have to sit back there and be a pocket passer and they're telling you, hey, don't take off, how tough can that be, though, if you haven't had that, really, in the NFL? Hey, stay perpendicular. Stay perpendicular. Yeah, stay perpendicular. Shoulders perpendicular. Um, yeah, I think it's probably one of the hardest things to do as a young quarterback. You know, the way I kind of say it, AJ, is like you. We, we want these young quarterbacks, and I heard Matt talking about this yesterday. It was like the, the pressure and expectation that's on these young guys. We want these young quarterbacks to develop. Well, the only way that you develop as a quarterback in the league is breaking bad habits and building winning habits, good habits, right, at the position. But – that's really hard to do, but also, hey, it's third and seven. No one's open. The pocket is collapsing, and the only way for us to get a first down is to, for me to leave it, you know, and run. And yeah. But that's not me necessarily developing, you know, with the aspect of, like, to hang in the pocket. And I think there's got to be, you know, the um, the demand for him to do that while also being very patient and understanding it's really easy for everybody, myself included, to sit there and be like, hey, dude, hang in the pocket when you're sitting there going, four or five plays in a row, I've got my head beat in. You want me to hang in here? I'm not. So um, I think it's – I don't want to say it's impossible, but that is probably the hardest thing that he'll experience this year. Hope he stays perpendicular, has a little bit more faith in that offensive line. Uh, there he is. Hey. Oh, good hands. Good hands, soft hands. Wow. So after staying perpendicular – You play DB because you don't have soft hands. That up actually, we had Pac Man Jones at uh practice yesterday and it brought back some memories. My true freshman year, and I red shirted, I was actually Pac Man Jones in practice, and I picked you all probably four times. Coach Ambrose pissed off at me, but uh, I'm actually about just. Well, I could see your I could see your drinking at one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Boy, this is true. I had to go get up and piss earlier, so you might be on to something there. But uh, Justin Fields, we talked about him uh, kind of in the pre-draft. Me and you talked about him kind of privately, and you I know you had some concerns with his release or his throwing motion coming into the league. How do you feel about that? And then on the other side with Seattle. I know you said you feel like the team uh, probably wants Drew Locke to start, but who would you go with, the QB guru? Who would you go with day one out there in Seattle? Yeah, so they, we talked about, you know, Justin yesterday with their offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, and their general manager, Ryan Poles, about that. Just the Because I straight up asked Ryan Poles, their new general manager, I get there's 32 jobs as a general manager in the NFL. So, yes, you're going to take the opportunities when they're presented to themselves. But was Justin – a reason why that you chose that job or was he just part of you know hey i'm the general manager of the bears and he was like yeah he was one of the big reasons why and we asked him what his feelings were coming out and he said super talented powerful but he knew that the the some of the mechanics throwing the ball impacted his accuracy and they wanted to really focus on the tightening of those mechanics and uh, not changing the throwing motion but the tightening of it and you know, I, I, I kind of learned this straight up. I paid attention to it a little bit more watching Carson Wentz struggle with the, the accuracy. And, what? What? You know, what, uh, 
Oh, Pat, you got the ball, right? So give me the ball above the ball. Yep, now get your elbow above the ball. So that happens a little bit with Carson and Justin. And um, it makes some misses. Sweet it's photos, not, not, Yeah, Oh, yeah. Sweet yeah. photos right here, you know what I mean? Like action. Like that's, yeah. a, that's a sweet photo. And then what? Here? And then up? Yeah, and it just it, it, yeah, and it just it makes for a little bit more of a, you know, the ball dropping down, you know, a little bit more missed instead of the ball going up and back. So, again, I don't think it's the, you know, the... What's the right move, Dan? Dan! I'm going to go parallel because I'm going to show... It's a showcase here. I'm not running. I'm throwing, though. They fucking need to know that. So, the, the yeah. natural... You're saying Justin Fields goes boom, down, then around, yeah. then yeah. up. Yep, yep. And yeah, not saying, all the time. But yeah. it happens. Yep. Same that's, Carson. That's his, their natural throws. We're like, that's more baseball? Um, yeah, I, I, I can't answer that. I don't know if that's more baseball or not. I think you see a lot of shortstops do that and in, in, in infielders for sure, but it's it's something that is part of their throwing motion individually. Yeah. And then you're saying what they worked on and you think uh, is good news, I assume, and so does Getsy, the new coordinator for up here behind ear, then through. Yeah, you know, you're never going to – yes, you aren't going to change someone's motion. Justin's been throwing like – and nor should you. you. He's been throwing like that for 20 years. Um, but you want to try – and again, in their words, tighten it up, tighten it up. And so it's not as maybe glaring, you know, or it doesn't happen as often. And, and I think that's something that they've said they wanted to focus on. Also his feet, you know. So yeah. there's yeah, some of that mechanic good. stuff that they're really honed in on. Wow. So yeah. that's something that – Again, the building of the good habits, the building of the winning habits. So, I'm, you know, the 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 really cool thing was, you know, hearing them talk about, you know, how much he's attacked learning their offense. You know, Luke Getzey said he's the greatest. Again, Luke Getzey's their play caller, offensive coordinator. He's the best he's been around when it comes to being able to recite the play back to him. Oh, so that's a big deal. That's a massive ordeal. Yeah, oh yeah. And for that offense and for a young player who's learned it for five, six months, you know, he said, you know, he gives it to him once and the, the kid is able to just immediately respond back to it or repeat back to it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's a lot of people think it's an intellect thing. Yeah, that's part of it, yes, yeah. but it's, and Luke Getz, he said it's a work ethic thing, you know, and oh. um, he said he's really attacked that. So um, I, I'm super excited to watch him play, I, I, but I've also been very adamant, like, do not expect progress and growth um, as far as, hey, Justin Fields is or is not the guy, because I just don't Whoa. believe they have the proper people around yeah. him to make that assessment. Um, as far as Seattle, I would start Geno Smith. Um, I think he has a greater feel and understanding of their offense. I think he throws the heck out of the ball. Yep. Um, but if you want to tell me we're going to start Drew Locke because we don't think our, we're a contender and he's talented and we'll see what we got, I can understand that. Corner. Hey, Dan, happy birthday. Uh, how do you think the AFC West is going to play out? Because it feels as though any of those teams could go on and win the whole damn thing. Yeah, um, I agree that any of them can. The team that I have said I feel is going to win it, and I still feel that way, is Denver. Because um, Russ, hey, Russ, because of Russ, Whoa. he's crying during preseason game. He's not playing in national anthems. This guy seems to be his best version of himself. Most con- He wore his own jersey training camp. Yeah. Most confident he's ever been. Loudest he's ever been. Most well-liked he's ever been. And they got the richest owner in sports. The Broncos, is that why? Are you all in on Russ? That's why- Russ in Denver? Is that your feeling? Yeah, I think Russ is a, obviously a tremendous player. I don't think Russ has ever had the situation offensively that he has in Denver, where elite 
scheme and play calling, and that's this offense that comes from Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, Gary Kubiak, Mike, you know, with Nathaniel Hackett, and he's, Nathaniel Hackett, at least in Green Bay, seems to seem to have been a great play caller, you know, when, when he had the opportunities to do that, matched with really high-end talent. I think the skill position people in Denver are really talented, so I don't think Russ has ever had those two together. He's had you know, some really high-end skill in in Seattle, but I don't think he's ever had this, the, the scheme to match it at the same time. I, I think the reason why I say Denver and I have is I think they're the one offense in the division that can do whatever is necessary offensively. You know, when a defense is going to come out and say, we are going to force you to run the ball 40 times to beat us, and we're not going to give you any shots over the top and give you the chance to throw the deep ball. I think they're the one team schematically that is willing and capable of calling and, and doing it that way. I don't think the Chargers have proven that. I know the Chiefs haven't proven that, um, and the Raiders haven't, and that's one of the reasons why. They got Anthony Lynn's game management disciple on the horn still. Uh, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if the Broncos won the division. What about Carson Wentz? Yeah, yeah, How's Raiders? he going to do? Hey, sorry, AJ, sorry, AJ. Darius said, "Be very shocked at the." No, Broncos. I would. I said I would. If the Broncos jumped in here and won this division, I'd be shocked. I'm. You know how I shocked? feel about her. Shocked. If anybody outside of the Chargers or the Chiefs, I'm surprised. Chiefs, you know, there, there. You got Andy Reid. There, you still got Patrick Mahomes. They'll fucking figure it out. But Herbert, you know, having the continuity they have on offense, and then all those pieces that they added on defense, I'd be shocked if Denver comes. In. I mean, they, they lost. Happy birthday, crack. Dan! You're wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying he's wrong. I mean, anything happens. Yeah, 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 and then the Raiders. Shit, Raiders got you know Devontae. Waller, I, I Josh McDaniels, like great. I'd be shocked if fifty percent of the division doesn't win. Really going out on a limb there. I'd be shocked. Um, oh, Dan! Oh, happy oh, birthday, Dan! Of the division, but Dan's oh, wagging. Yeah, I'd be shocked if, the, if the, the freaking Broncos or the Raiders jumped up and won his division. I'd be shocked, personally. What is it, Dano's wagging? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. is that what they call it, Dano's wagging? Um, no. Pitching it. That's the, the dumbest segment on television. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what? No, 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 no. Don't worry about that. It is. It changes what every week you pick a new MVP candidate, and then at the end of the day, you picked all of them. So whenever, <laughs> whenever. <laughs> We love you, Dan. Happy birthday, Dan. Happy birthday, birthday, Dan. AJ, your question. Sorry, we kind of got that. I asked about Carson Wentz in Washington. How's he going to do? Oh, he's going to be great. Uh, MVP. I'd be shocked (laughs) if he won the MVP. He's still there, right? He's still on the bandwagon. I'd be shocked if Carson Wentz doesn't win MVP. Uh, I think Carson will play good. Like, I I think he'll play good. Um, You know, I can't sit here and say that, like, I feel that Carson is the difference between Washington winning the division and not winning the division. Does he, like, revive his career? Um, I, I, so reviving his career, I feel like he revived his career a little bit last year in Indy. Like I am one of those people who thought he played good last year. I don't think he played great. Um, I think everybody knows probably Pat just as much as anyone that the move for Indy was very much so about off the field more so or as much as on the field right and so um i'm with dan here i think he's i think he's like proved i'm a starting quarterback i don't know if people are like hey this is a starting quarterback that we have to have he's a difference maker for our team to go win the super bowl did you watch the games last year dan you didn't you didn't no i didn't i didn't watch i didn't watch the games back put your dan wagon okay Hitch that thing up, get in the film room, watch those games. All right, Darius is agreeing with you, and he had to watch all those Colts games. 
I agree. I agree. I, I think fifty five Pro Bowlers on that team. They didn't make the playoffs. They lost to Jacksonville. If you look at those last two games, it was a lot more than just Carson Wentz. I disagree. Not, not, not showing up and, and Raiders in Jacksonville. If we've been honest, and Dude, to, to Dan's point, who was Carson throwing to for for most of the year? You didn't have it. It's not like he was. Stuck. He's right, got he's much better weapons this year. He's I, I'm team. not saying he played great, but. He definitely played good enough to where you look Correct. at him and say, all right, you know, this year I wouldn't be surprised if okay. he's a top right. freaking 12 quarterback. Dude, Whoa. You, okay, so you're I'll saying you oh, top 12 quarterback. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. He was last year. With Baker? He was last year. He was last year. What? Was stats? Okay. What you, I get what you guys are saying. His stats look great. Dougie Mills. Everybody didn't watch the games, I think. They just go off the stats. He threw five picks against the Niners that were dropped. Uh-huh. That's just one half of one game. It was in a torrential downpour, bro. Yeah. Jimmy G didn't throw us six. Yeah. I, I mean, look at Connor's quarterback. With bad yeah. weather, he didn't throw the ball at all. No, nope. exactly. Still that's right. what we should have been doing. Yeah. Give the ball to Jonathan Taylor. Carson hated it. Jack, Jack, Jack. Torrential downpour. I'm throwing it 50 times tonight. <laughs> that's the problem, I think, that everybody has with Carson. Now, yeah. I appreciate and respect the fact that you have been lied about the fact that he has talent. He does. I think he is very talented. I, no, it's throwing motion. I, wow. I, I can't take him putting the ball down here. I mean, I just can't do that. All right, that's a little bit too long. I'm from, you know, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Dan Marino fucking got that ball out uh-huh. quick, okay? And he had darts and everything. But acting like he played great last year is just an indicator that you didn't watch the games, I think, personally. They, that's well, that's yeah. just what I think personally. But to and your... Acting like, and acting like I said he played great last year is... It is an indicator that you didn't listen to the things that I said. Probably, but, I mean, (laughs) nonetheless, let me finish this, okay? Let me finish this. I do believe, to your guys' point, most situations, if off the field was good as well, for whatever reason, I didn't learn anything yesterday anymore from what happened last year, didn't ask about it by anybody behind the scenes, like what the fuck the deal was. But I think they would have gave him another year, I think, is what you were saying, which I was uh, trying to get to. If, (laughs) If they... If they give him another year in that offense, I think everybody, after how he played last year, like, oh, he's learning the offense last year. He had a foot thing at the beginning of training camp. I think you're right with that. It was the the off-the-field shit that made them move on much quicker. What off-the-field stuff? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, You tell me. That's not like mainstream, is it? I don't see Dane on ESPN saying that, do you? Darius, what what do you say? I'm not going to get into it, but I've said it before. What was it? What did you say? You know, when when Carson was there, there was a lot of things that all the teams were dealing with off the field right. and he also missed time in the preseason as well which is important when you're in a new system even when you're with the same okay. uh play caller but i'm not here to make excuses for anybody you know he's a talented guy he went to the top of the draft for a reason i think you got to surround same thing i've been saying about matt coming here you got to surround him with talent or this talent has to develop like that that is important stafford went to la a bunch of talent around brady went to tampa when everybody was saying he was washed bunch of talent like you need talent around like guys you can't just i don't know people oh throw them open and this that that's not real life in the nfl <laughs> <laughs> like it's a skill to get open and not only get open but be open at, at the right time so um in Carson you got to throw the ball on time as well so it's blame to go both ways but I think he has uh, good talent around him this year so uh it'll, it'll yep. be a good good to evaluate him. what happened off the field to AJ's credit what point what was it Dan will you tell us because you're not saying this on ESPN during the Dan Wagon segments are you let's hop off the Dan Wagon real quick and talk <laughs> about some ancillary shit what 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 is it do you know what it was yeah, I've said it on ESPN. I think oh, that the, uh, oh, shit. This guy. No, I, I mean, you hear stuff. You you hear um, that the personality doesn't mesh the, the way that you want in a locker room. 
that the um, the style of leadership doesn't mesh. The um, I don't want to say like there's there's levels of accountability, right? You know, like there's there's guys who will take blame for everything. You know, Matthew Stafford was a guy. I guarantee Matt Ryan's a guy like, hey, that's on me or whatever. You know, or um, there's levels where you go, you know, like maybe he could have been better. You know, I just think that the maybe the the you hear the lack of like, I I got this. This we will. I will get this right. You know, this is my show, my offense. Like, I think that maybe that lack of alpha accountability, I want to call it. I don't know what it like was was desired a little bit more. And then, so hey, so, so Dan, so, him going to Washington might be great for him too. Like him getting out of this situation. That from what you're hearing now, this is this is said on ESPN. Yeah, holy shit. So on ESPN. <laughs> so this is not us reporting this, but this is said on ESPN. All the things you're saying, he's probably happy to not be there because his personality and style wasn't exactly what they were looking for. Do you think that's the case, or do you think he's well, like spiteful? I think you got to be able to. I think he's got to learn from that some of that stuff as well. You know, it's it, it, you know, in in kind of embrace some some growth and change from it. You know, um, I saw the interview a couple of weeks ago with that reporter who asked those really difficult questions, and I thought Carson handled it really well. But I think that you 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 have to be honest um, and sit there and say, well, if Indianapolis chose to move on from me, and it wasn't solely based on my performance, then what are the things? that it was based on that I have to sit here and, and, and kind of address and decide to get a little bit better out of grow from grow from or um, kind of improve in my you know quarterbacking not just on the field leadership role so I don't want to sit here and say like it's it's going to be better for him because it's only better if he like sits there and, and tries to improve on that stuff and grow from it and develop it you know and and I think that you know if you told me like what's the big thing that he's on the field got to like when he gets into those spaces, and you know him, you know, you talked about him a lot last year where it's like, what? I'm going to score 25 points on this play. Like, when he gets into that place, you've got to find a way to get him out of it quick. And I don't necessarily know how to get that done as a play. Ayahuasca? Try to- Maybe. Well, I, I can help. help. Is he taking Ayahuasca? Might need to. I, I, I have no idea what that is. Oh, damn. What do you what do you guys do at ESPN? You want to talk about what the MVP does to get to MVP mindset? Oh, is that okay? So you sit in. I got you. Um, I don't. I that might be the answer. I, I don't. I couldn't. Oh. I couldn't comment. Dan, that, you, you know? tripping I'm balls drinking. right now, dude? You, you, you in Seattle? You on some ayahuasca? You microdosing over there? I'm drinking boxed water. You ever seen boxed water, dude? Yeah, yeah Will Smith's kid sells it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Remember, mm-hmm. he dropped off a yeah. bunch of cartons of milk up there in Detroit. That's mm-hmm. right. Very nice kid. Box water tastes vastly different. I'm a cold water drinker, though. You like cold water or bland-ass, boring, warm water? <laughs> um, I like either or. You know, no, you like it. Happy birthday. You like warm water, right? You like room temperature water? I mean, this is room temperature. It's in a box, so this isn't cold. It's room temperature, Can't but I'll cold. drink it. It's wet. Yeah, ice cold what? water though is the best, isn't it? Ice cold water and ice. Oh. I love ice cold Crushed water, ice. but I don't like. Are you drinking uh-huh. ice cold water in January in Indy? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cold water. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, surprised AJ likes cold water. Kind of did not. That came yeah. out of left field. Just learned that ice cold water. AJ seems like a cold water shower guy. 
Oh, I will every once in a while. I end in cold. Yeah, you know that. You probably do too, Dan. <laughs> Actually, when you get in your car in the winter and you left a water bottle in there, oh my God. It's a, hey, look at Mother Nature cooking my water to the perfect temp here exactly. 33 degrees. Exactly. Uh, 33 degrees. Uh, so good. Last question here, Dan, on your birthday. We can't thank you enough before the big game tonight. Look at you calling NFL games. Hey, oh, yeah. Oh. You've been working your ass off to get to this point. You got deserve. to got to go. I mean, I saw Aikman yesterday. I met Aikman. Obviously, that's the that's the Dre Aikman could could punch me in the face and, and break my face. <laughs> he is built like an absolute bear. Yeah, he has his own beer now too. What? Yeah. Does he drink five gallons of water a day or something? Yeah, too? and he works out too. He doesn't just do the. I'm starving myself. Uh, oh, okay. All right. He eats though. You don't eat, right? Um, not really. I think it's overrated. That's why, that's why Troy just smack you around though, because yeah. Troy's in there, uh, you know, protein and like working right. out and everything yeah, like that. You know what I mean? I'm also from Connecticut, and he's from like Country Town, Oklahoma. So that's probably yeah, part yeah. of it as well. No, no, I think there's some tough. I mean, Connecticut has Owen. He told an eight year old, "Told this guy to go fuck no, himself." No, he just said it. He knows what Connecticut's about, and he just let everybody know too. <laughs> All right, you need to relax. Uh, Ty, your question for Dano on his birthday here. Happy birthday, Dano! Uh, anytime Aaron Rodgers says anything, people tend to overreact. So I don't think I was really surprised by the reaction today and yesterday after he kind of dressed down his receivers and maybe that doesn't happen publicly a whole lot but how often does that type of conversation have during camp between a quarterback and his wide receivers yeah all all the time you know I remember you know being a part of teams with like again Matthew Stafford where he would sit there and try to have conversations with guys about um you know like listen i you can't go outside release on this because it's going to impact the play, all that stuff. And he kept, you know, he never really, I don't think he did it publicly, but I'm not surprised by Aaron doing that because I think that he's, I think Matt LaFleur honestly said it the best. He was like the the urgency that he's, you know, kind of seeing in the situation is what he likes from it the most. So those aren't, first of all, it's not abnormal for these things to happen let alone the fact that most of these receivers are young players. And so this isn't some, like, surprising aspect. This is a little bit anticipated of this is why back in the spring when everyone was like, Aaron Rodgers needs to be at OTAs and minicamps. And I was like, no, he doesn't. These kids need to even learn the playbook before he's there. So um, I'm not surprised by it. Um, But I think that his, you know, kind of urgency to be be realistic in a situation that, yo, we got to get this better real Real quick um, is is probably the necessary thing needed in the moment. All right, Dan, we appreciate you so much. Happy birthday! What time Happy is the birthday, game tonight? Dan. Eight o'clock Eastern time. Not on Pacific. I have no idea. I feel like I'm in outer space. Oh, it's five. I mean, that's easy math. Uh, hour two is ending. We'll be back in about ten minutes. You all are the best. See you then. Home run, Dan. Thank you for that. We're still live on YouTube. Off on radio. But just had a hard out at 52 because we missed the first one because we just chatted with you about your birthday. Probably celebrated you super hard during that per- uh, one. So now we had to stack two hard outs. And if we miss it at all, we ruin the next hour, which we have done in the past. <laughs> Home run. So right who there. runs that? Is, that? is that Zito for you? Yeah, Zito's got a button down here right next to uh, oh, Nick's yeah. leg. Yeah. He's got to push. Is Zito smart or is that, some, is that a learned trait? He's Whoa. a genius. Excuse me. Savant. He is a savant. Yeah? Yeah. I, 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 that's what I would have guessed. You know, I, I would have taken that him. Sounds like a good point. He's in zone. What the hell is this? What is wrong yeah. with you? North <laughs> Carolina alone. What the hell is it's, a bot? It's his birthday. It's yeah, his but birthday. he's a tar here. Uh, well, what does that mean to Dan? He's smart. <laughs> <laughs>
Tarzan doesn't care. Yeah, I am a Tar Heel alumni. He took an online class at uh, North Carolina. They sent him a, a certificate. So he's North Carolina alum, dude. You ever been there? No, you went to that's UConn. How, Chapel that's, Hill, how I baby. Became, that's how I became an ordained minister to do people's weddings. $82, I did it online to marry somebody, and now I can... I can do a wedding for anybody that wants it. I think three people on the screen right now have the ability to marry people. I think mine is only like fifteen yeah. bucks a year, though. I think you got ripped off. Yeah, eighty-two. <laughs> Jesus. No, I'm, I was a one-time one fee. Time. I don't have an annual fee. They're fifteen dollars a year. I was eighty-two dollars straight up. Ooh. Oh, that's a good move, actually. Yeah. Golly, because five, six years from now, it might come in time where we need to call in. To yeah, bullpen. Bring in Orlovsky. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody, anybody have a minister of love or whatever the fuck it is? Ordained Dan here. Of love. I do. All right. Uh, we appreciate you, dude. Happy birthday. Can't wait to hear you call an NFL game tonight. Very excited for you, man. You called all those noon games yeah. oh, for man. so long. Going to miss West Virginia. Had a lot of those games. Yeah. Are you calling on Saturday still? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do college games still. I got uh, Utah, Florida week one. So we have this game, and then we have um, the Jets-Falcons on Monday night. Um, the 22nd, and then we have week two to start the regular season, Buffalo, Tennessee. So, let's go, Dan, huh? Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a good fall, kid. Be a good fall. You deserve it. I don't know about that, but thank you. When are you coming in town? Thursday or Friday? Late or late Thursday. next week? Late next week. What time? I fly in Thursday. I leave Friday afternoon after that luncheon. Do you think um, uh, Ursale gave me $100 like he was giving all the fans today? <laughs> Ursale gives everybody 100 bucks. <laughs> yesterday, he didn't give any of us 100 bucks. Yeah, that was weird. He gave us some great stories, though, yesterday. He, he gave us some great stories yesterday. I watched yesterday, man. I watched. I watched while I was working out. So you saw the coach just demolish the Detroit Lions defense. So bad. <laughs> Demolished, dude. Did you watch Hard Knocks? You watching Hard Knocks right now? Uh, I have not seen Hard Knocks yet. Episode How about Enrique's look yesterday? He's filling a hole. Oh, yeah. 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 Couple hits. Boom. He was so going. Yeah, Shep, uh, former teammate of our Kelvin oh, Shepard, yeah. is the linebacker coach for Rodrigo. I was talking to him. Oh, really? I was talking to him before practice, and um, he talked about like he was excited to see these boys see Jonathan two eight. He said, I'm, "I'm excited to see these boys see Jonathan Taylor tomorrow." Like that's an interesting thing to think about from the other team. Like they got a they got the guy. I'm excited to see what our guys react to the guy. <laughs> and I don't think Jonathan Taylor got the ball more than like two times. No, <laughs> barely put him in. Keep him fresh. No need for touches in, in August. Well, he had his guardian cap on. Uh, Nick Nick just asked via my earpiece here. Very sophisticated production we got. Hell yeah. Hit the heart out earpiece question. Mm -hmm. Now, Nick has a microphone in front of him, and he controls the audio to the microphone in front of him, literally himself. Could have asked this himself, but he said, hey, you know what? One pat to get this one. And I appreciate you, Nick. This was more of a just uh, me talking to Zito back here. I think Zito then interpreted that as something I wanted to ask you, which was not the case, but I will happily ask Dan the question. It's a great uh, question. I think you should ask this okay. because we got a chance to see Dano in some highlights just a couple oh, days yeah. ago. Oh, yeah. Nick, your question for Dan Orlovsky that should be fantastic. Dan, first of all, happy birthday. Uh, second of all, I was just curious to know like how, how you think you would have fared under an MCDC coach team if you were the quarterback and he was your head coach. I mean, I had a guy like that in Rod Marinelli. They were pretty similar. I think Dan actually played under Rod Marinelli with, with together with me in Detroit. So um, I, I grew up like old school, get yelled at, all that stuff. So um, very intense. So I would I would thrive under Dan Campbell. We're both meatheads. Did 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> Happy birthday, Dan. Happy That's birthday, fucked up. Dan. Jeez, guys. He's Louise. Zito dude. owed him one. What? Yeah. What did I miss? Struck a chord of Zito. That was yeah. a massive pop out of Zito in the back. I mean, full belly laugh. Yeah. That was a good job. All right, we got to get out of here. <laughs> Dan Campbell was always open, though, huh? 7 Eleven guy? They always are. Do you and Dan Campbell still have a relationship? Um, I haven't talked to him in years, but I'm sure if I said hold on, you take back, yeah. Hey, we saw some highlights out of Dan. Oh, we yeah. Two MCPs. Huh? Yeah. He threw some dimes to Dan Campbell. Corner pocket. Serious. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't suck. Okay. 12 years. It's a long time in yeah, the NFL. Time, but We're not saying you suck, dude. We're just saying get a chance to throw a football to lightning in a human mm-hmm. body. Yeah. yeah. Dan Campbell. Ah. I mean, that should have been something that has come up before. And hard Dude, knocks. I'll never forget. Go ahead. I'll never forget. Dan Campbell used to literally play games with double, double elbow braces. You know the elbow braces <laughs> yeah. that were like AJ. You probably know them. They they look like the ACL braces of old. Like the double JJ braces. JJ Watt. Yeah. Open man. Helmet. You know, Dude, brace dude. on the knee, double spatted cleats, and I was sitting there going, "Hi, like, dude, your body is." Falling apart in the middle of the game. No, it's not. Oh, you should dude. see him now. Oh, he God. is a monster. Open. I'm open. What's I'm open. Yeah, I got it. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> but that dude played as hard as humanly possible, man. Like, he was man. that guy. You know, like, yeah. you need another play, coach? It's 45 to 3, Dan. We, like, we're getting our butts kicked. Yeah, but just like you, Dan. You and you and Dan Campbell. Dan Orlovsky, Dan Campbell. Little tag team Dan of meatheadness. Yeah. Football guy. Hell man. yeah. I tell you what, man. That Dan Orlovsky, man. Throw such a tight fucking spiral, man. <laughs> I'm always open. I told him, man. That's because of how good he threw the ball, man. <laughs> All right. We need more MCDC on Hard Knocks. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. NFL Films, listen, I understand you owed journalists and journalism good feel-good stories and stuff like that, and I we can appreciate that and respect it. MCDC is a once-in-a-generation type coach. We don't know how long he's going to be a head coach for. We need all the Dan Campbell we can get. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't believe you got to be a teammate with him. I couldn't even imagine seeing him every day at work. That would oh, be fucking awesome. Be the best, man. Just the best. Just like you, Dan. All right, good luck tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, happy birthday, Dan Orlovsky. Yay! Here we go, Adam, baby. Nah, I fucked it up. From the top. I mean, it's... Jeez, but we... Run around. In three, three two... two. One. Hey, welcome back to that show. Hour three on this glorious Feel the Beat Thursday. The beat's been missing, the talk's been hitting. Ladies and gentlemen, let's begin now. Here we go. Everybody. Hour three, everybody's all on the same page. That's fantastic. This show is truly award-winning yeah. by absolutely nobody. It's trash, but we appreciate you all for watching and listening. Today's show is especially important and a big one because not only is A.J. Hawk to my left, your right, former college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, and COVID survivor, not only is the talks the table here at Ty Schmidt, at Boston 
Connor, and one half of the Hammer, Dad, Cowboys, Tone Diggs, but live in studio, nine-year NFL vet, Darius Butler. Debo, what's your big takeaway from today, the last two days, whenever we've been covering the sport of football for the NFL? You know, with you aboard, it's been great having you around. Hey, it's been great being here. Uh, My takeaway from today is, shit, don't throw away good food, man. That's what I took away from Mark, man. Four hours in his pocket, what am I supposed to fucking throw it away? So last two days, just, just so we get this clear. Okay, we had Jim Mercy on yesterday. Yeah. Okay, we talked about literally every Charles Manson was talked yeah. about yesterday. Uh, KGB Bowtie, yeah. Jim yeah. Brown, sure. Martin Luther Martin King, King Jr., Jackie Robinson, Jackie Robinson, oh, yeah. Muhammad Ali, Lennon, Johnny Unitas, Johnny Unitas, Monet's. Monet's. I mean, there's been a lot to talk mm-hmm. about. Michael Pittman had a catch, came on a microphone, oh, yeah. screamed in there. Uh, you know, obviously Matt Ryan came on, dirty showcase, yeah. incredible athleticism Ooh, on the field. Today, Unique and Gawkway coming in. Today, Deshaun Watson news breaking Deshaun, around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we felt the beat with everybody. Your big takeaway from that all is. Hey, Mark Bowley eating that sub four hours after putting it in his pocket is not a problem at all, and people need to respect it a little. Grit, yeah, need I a little agree. more grit. Yeah. You know, I, he has a lot of it. You think Mark Bowley is a guy we need to have on the show more often? Oh, absolutely. He should be on everybody's show. You kidding me? Oh, you I, think I, that? I, I want to apologize to Mark too. I had to go oh. piss in the middle of his <laughs> okay, you know, interview. But uh, have more man to man. Make it right. I'll uh-huh. get him back on there, yeah, for sure. Could you imagine Mark Bowley on man to man? I love it. Uh, Antoine Bethay is 14-year NFL vet. He'll be joining us in like five minutes. Can't wait. Co-host of the Man to Man podcast. He has some takes on all the things happening around the NFL, which is what we should cover right now. Aaron Rodgers addressed the wide receivers and the situation of the offense publicly just a couple of days ago. I guess yesterday or this morning, there was a meeting in the quarterback's room that Aaron Rodgers led with all the wide receivers and the coaches. Aaron's taking on a little bit more of a coaching role, it feels like, and in his public answer said some things that sounded like a coach's press conference. AJ, have you talked to him since the entire talking about the wide receivers or training camp as a whole? And this isn't normal for Aaron, right? Normally Aaron Kumbaya, super cool guy. Do you think he's taking a little bit more onus on himself for how this uh, offense operates this year? I mean, yeah, I think you mentioned it earlier, like a sense of urgency. LeFleur knows like Aaron definitely has always had a sense of urgency. I'm sure it's always heightened now, especially the older he gets. But I would imagine if he says something publicly like this, it wasn't corrected behind the scenes like he's probably mentioned it a few days before to the guys whoever's inconsistent whoever's running wrong routes whoever's having drops and then it just spills over kind of publicly and i'm sure it'll be fine but yeah there's no i have no issue with it and it's they're young guys he even mentioned like the young guys need to be more consistent well that's what young guys do they're inconsistent so you kind of have to fight through it and find a way to be consistent also young guys don't understand that you can get your fucking ass cut right if you're in the mm-hmm. nfl and you're a young guy a rookie you should, man you've been good high school you've been the best mm-hmm. college wherever you want you were the best you're in the fucking nfl now you're the best a lot of guys are staring down their first ever time in their life they've been told you're not good enough to get on a team i think that was what aaron was trying to say hey you dropped the ball to me and you get fucking cut like i think there is that sense of urgency like hey young guys you might I know what your football experience has been. This is a fucking different <laughs> ball game, though. And I, I guess it's not that bad of a thing. You know, publicly, never like it being handled. But this could be something that maybe flips a switch in some of the young guys in the wide receiver room, D-Butt. Maybe. I'm not a big fan of, of it ha- happening publicly. Obviously, like like AJ said, they probably had these conversations behind closed doors. Um, you know, young guys, they're going to – now the media are probably going to be asking them about this all day and what happened in the meeting and all this type of shit. But as you guys um, alluded to, they got to show up. It's the big boy league. And if you're not, you're going to be out of here quick. You can get your – a lot of – like the guys that are going up there doing spoken word, 
you know, at the uh, the rookie AJ. Are I we, still can't believe that happened. The worst part of that. It happened um, numerous times. What are you talking about? Wait, the same person? No. Somebody else saw it and was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Great idea. idea. And then it had to get, like, it had, we had to get in front of it. Like, Chuck had to get actually in front of it. It was like, hey, listen, this... This is not that like was, that was my room too. Yeah, yeah fucking right yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Good, guy had a hammy did a backflip at the end was, of his. That was the fucking worst part. <laughs> yeah. You got a hammy, you're sitting out of fucking practice, and then you do a, a backflip. Deepa, like, what are you doing? Come man, on, Deepa. That, that was bad. No, that I was just, one of our low points. I think these young guys though, they just have this like naivety. I don't know if that's even a word. You talk about lack of awareness, man. You <laughs> gotta be kidding me, bro. He might have had the red jersey on from practice that he was wearing underneath the hoodie that he was wearing in the team meeting while he did a backflip and was like, stuck it, too. Like, yeah. Great fucking backflip. He's proud of it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Fucking, I'm going to bring this home with a goddamn backflip. I've been doing this. <laughs> he hit it and literally, oh, okay. All right. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> you can do a backflip. Wait a minute. Hold on. We just had a fucking, we just had a very hot, long practice yeah. where the DBs were down, yeah. man. And it was, that was the immediate reaction afterwards. Like, but this guy fucking ain't going to make the team. All right, this guy's out of here. Then the spoken word guys, they have no idea. They think like everybody's like, yeah, all right, you're the man, you're the man. Instead, it's like, hey, we don't want to hear your fucking shit, dude. And then it got cut. I think it had, yeah. both of them fucking yeah. cut immediately. It's like, they've never experienced that before, though. Always been the person. Every team they've ever been on every level they've ever been on and then you run into the nfl and it's like yeah go sell insurance dude we'll see if you want to work harder next time or maybe dwayne johnson will fucking hire you over there at the xfl <laughs> oh yeah get a job over there i mean granted they still have randall cobb for the packers but do you think Devonte probably took most of those things on himself and that's why it was never really aaron in the receivers like Devonte handled that more so before i don't know that's an interesting thing ogs in a room are always a good new uh, yeah. mm-hmm. good news that's why i think the Colts hiring Reggie Wayne to be the wide receiver coach was a smart play because he's an OG in there and you got a lot of young guys. Joining us now is co-host of the Man to Man podcast alongside Darius Butler. 14 Sorry. years in the NFL, Super Bowl champion, multi-time pro bowler, loved in the locker room. Ladies and gentlemen, HBCU Hall of Famer, oh, yeah. Antoine Bethea. Yeah! What's up, dude? What's cool? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Hey, we're talking about the Aaron Rodgers situation. The first time I really talked about it today was on the Man to Man podcast earlier. And I said, you know, like Ben Roethlisberger would say stuff like this during the season. And it wasn't like, I, I think it was just how Ben talked. He just naturally pointed out other people's flaws. And then those became like storylines. And everybody was right. like, hey, Ben, why are you burying your fucking receivers every single week? But I don't think Ben was doing it on purpose. And it was just naturally how he was. And it always got drawback. I think, and you opened my eyes to this. Aaron, I think Aaron wanted there to be drawback to this to these guys. Don't you kind of think that was the case? Like, it's a little bit more official if the pressure is coming from literally the whole world as opposed to just in the building. You don't mind this move, 14 years in the NFL, successful and beloved in every locker room you've ever been in. So, again, uh, would I have have done it? No. But um, the conversation we were having, I said, I don't think this is the first time Aaron um, has said this you know, amongst the guys. I'm pretty sure this has been said a couple of times in the meet rooms, on the um, on the practice field, and things of that nature. But I think it, it, it becomes um, more accountability when it is out there in the public stating, hey, receivers, I, we, we can't keep running the wrong routes. We can't keep dropping the ball. So, again, I don't think this is the first time these young receivers have heard this. I think this is probably a time where it's the second or third time of these guys hearing that. And, you know, the guys, Aaron Rodgers, the OC or quarterbacks, coach, whoever it may be, they might be getting tired of having to tell the guys to run this route, get 10 yards, get 12 yards, and, and, and catch the rock. 
Antoine, speaking of guys coming in like receivers and making plays like early, what do you think it is like recently the last, I don't know, five, six, ten years where these receivers come from college and they're ready day one and they're superstars the, st- the second they get on their new team? Man, I just think it's just the style of offense that it is. I think um, the NFL um, is, adapting, is adapting well to the college style of offense, which makes it easier um, for, the, for the receivers to come in and be um, effective day one, whereas – you know, when we were playing, um, it was a lot of, you know, two back. You know, you'll get, you know, um, 11 personnel coming uh, on third down or whatever the case may be. But now it's a spread, um, you know, some high, temp, some high, you know, high up tempo uh, offense where the receivers can just really see what the defense is doing and they can get into their routes. You think the game's simpler now? And is that good or bad for a guy that played safety for 14 years in the NFL? Who I think is simpler. Um, I wouldn't say that. Um, that's a tough question. I don't think the game ever gets easy. Okay. Um, I never want to downplay, you know, what the guys are, what they're doing out there now. But um, it's some things that's going on now that I would have loved to be a part of um, <laughs> playing the safety position. What's that? What's that? What is it? More balls getting thrown in the area? Probably more picks? What do you think? For sure. You know, um, more balls being thrown, you know, uh, you know, you got quarterbacks throwing the ball 40 times, uh, 40 times a game. So obviously as DBs, that's more opportunities um, to get your hands on the ball. Um, and then again, you know, for me as a DB, I would say after the first or second series, or I would say especially the first quarter, you kind of had your tendencies of what the offense wanted to do that day. So when you have a quarterback or offense that's throwing the, throwing the ball 40 or 50 times, there's only so many route combinations that you can draw up to throw the ball 40 or 50 times. So as the game progresses, as a defender, you're going to pick up on these keys and these tendencies where you can you can be more aggressive. Jeez, that's like such an interesting thing. You don't play 14 years. And Pac-Man said this yesterday. He said, I played 12 years in the NFL. Like, I don't think I'm dumb. <laughs> that, hey, that, right. is, that is something that doesn't get talked about ever. Like the people that are most successful, and I guess we try to talk about it. The people that are most successful in the NFL for the longest are the people that can get it in between the years. I mean, that is with their, the amount of guys that are coming in training camp who all can run fast. Guys that can jump high, guys that have had great success in football in the past. It's all about understanding the game. At what point do you think for you it kind of settled in? Going into the NFL, obviously came from an HBCU school, Hall of Fame, by the way. That's fucking hey. right. yeah. right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, that's awesome. But what, at what point did, did you ever worry, like, or did you always have a very high football IQ, or whenever you got to the NFL? Because I think Bob was on the team then. Obviously, yeah. he was up for defensive MVP. But at what moment did it? Was it like, oh, I got to figure everything out mentally? to really be a guy that will be around a long time, multiple Pro Bowls, Super Bowl, everything like that? Man, I think I was um, blessed given the situation that I kind of came into being um, I was playing at Howard University in a similar system. You know, Coach Dungey was cover two, um, a few single highs, so it wasn't really a complicated defense. It was a defense where guys get to their spot and you, you know, you get to the ball. So for for that reason, I feel as though um, I was able to to go in that 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 defensive room and understand the defense. I think for me, it was understanding the opponent. Um, I would say that, you know, from year one to year two is when I made my biggest leap as far as in the film room and off the field as far as being a pro and how I could um, have that longevity in the league. Go ahead, Darius. All right, some big news today. We talked about on the pod earlier. Speaking of safeties, Derwin James got that bag today. Reset the market, highest paid safety in NFL history. 
What is it about Derwin uh, that, that he brings to the game and why he earned his money, why he deserves his money? Man, he does everything. Um, it's not too many times you can say uh, you can put a safety out there and he does everything. Uh, when I mean everything, he can play in the post, he can play in the box, he can cover um, tight ends, he can cover your slot receiver. Um, you can put him in the pass rush as well and he can get to the quarterback. So, um, you know, just the the number of things that, you know, you can do with him as a defensive coordinator, just put him at different positions. And obviously he's going to be one of those guys, as we always talk about, B.A. used to say, you know, he's a five-star um, five player, you know. So <laughs> as a five-star player, you know, all offensive coordinator is going to put that red dot on you. And with him, you know, you can just put him anywhere on the field and you can't, you know, expect him to be in one spot the entire, the entire game. All right, today or this week, we're going to win because of our motherfucking role players. <laughs> yeah. Five-star players are going to cancel each other out this game. Motherfucking, you all, everybody else needs to fucking win this game. Right. And then the next yeah. week, hey, you role players need to just get Our five stars are going to carry. The, like, that was Bruce Arians' actual, like, hey, here's the deal. They have just as many stars as we have. You other motherfuckers are going to have to get the job done. Or on the complete opposite side, just get the fuck out of the way. Our guys need to be our guys this week. Like, that is such an easy way to look at it. Like, but I never heard anybody talk like that before. Like, like to acknowledge it. Like, hey, here's, hey, you guys see the fucking salary cap construction? Yeah. Okay, all that fucking 67% of our money needs to win this game. And that is why, and it was awesome. I think that's why everybody loved B.A. He so much. He let you ass know who the five-star players were, too. But you <laughs> need you to do, you, yeah. you, you, last year, maybe, not this year, you, like it was, that's why everybody and, loves B.A., though, I think. And he would call you out if you was a five-star player. Yeah. And I think that's what was respected as well. So, like, regardless of where you was on that depth chart or where you was on that roster, um, you know, he will call you out. Now, the call out might have been a little different versus, you know, mm -hmm. you know, a role player, but he, he would definitely call you out and get your attention. Hey, while I got you here, man, got HBCU legend, Hall of Famer, Howard legend. Talk a little bit about that Howard Jordan brand collab that you got going on. That was uh, announced last week in... You were part of the commercial. Dope commercial. Whoa! Hey. Superstar! Whoa! Whoa. 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 Nah, that, that was... That was that was huge for Howard University, man. Um, being able to um, partner with the Jordan brand, it was a twenty-year partnership uh, with Howard University uh, basketball and football teams and the Jordan brand. Um, that was big. You know, it could do a lot for Howard University recruitment um, and just you know with the um, the notoriety and just the the, the talks around HBCUs right now, man. I just think it's big, and I just hope we can continue with the narrative. I'm um, going in the right direction. You think about coaching? I think about it. I think about it. I definitely can't. I can't do it in the league. Um, if it is on the college level, it will be at Howard University. But I, I really think my mark um, would be in the high school realm. Oh, you just because that's like the foundation, the building thing. You'd rather be in that stage of the whole game? Yeah, I, I think you can really. I mean, obviously, you can touch guys in the college level and yep. hold up. Uh, <clears throat> I just can't do it to the family, man. Just been away. You know, and giving so much to the game, um, being a coach and D button those, just yeah. you know, knowing what that schedule is, you know, I just couldn't be away from the family that long. But that that high school realm, that high school rank, I think you could really put your hands on the young man and really, you know, help mold them as as young men and football players. I'll be excited to watch that happen. Everybody on the screen here that's been in the NFL, uh, 
talks and says, yeah, I ain't a fucking coach. <laughs> yeah, there ain't no way. Like, At time commitments. Like Reggie's doing that. Hey, we were watching Reggie yesterday. I've been yeah. Reggie on Instagram since retirement, okay? He's been riding his fucking bike. He's got right. 700 cars that are nicer than everybody else's. He's smoking cigars and he's drinking. His hashtag is finally living. Yesterday I saw him, 105 degrees, <laughs> had pads on both of his fucking arms, jam trying to reroute his receivers, coaching his ass off, going into a meeting afterwards. I don't know if he's in a hotel or if he's at home. I assume he's Reggie when he's at fucking home, but he's sleeping <laughs> right. up there the next day like, that is so honorable to give back to the game like that. Like I, I watching it, I'm like, God damn, that commitment is something I can never do. But it's good for the game, I think, to get former players coaching at any level, let alone in the high school NFL ranks as well. Yeah, man. We I think we need more of it. And and I think me and Debo, we talked about it on the pod. I, we need more formal players, not only on the field, on the sidelines, but even in the front offices. Yeah. Um, um, I, I think we just have a different perspective of the game. But um, but to your point, man, seeing Weez, um, Cato, uh, Mike Mitchell, um, Bubba, got got a lot of got a lot of guys that played the game on the sideline for the Colts, man. It's good to see. Hey, speaking of coaches, you played for Chip Kelly with the Niners, I believe. What was that like? I know he had a little unique kind of methods that he brought to the NFL. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. Um, it's funny. It's funny. So we played we played uh, Chip Kelly the, the prior year before he got there. And I had probably one of my best games ever in the NFL, right, against that offense. Um, and, when, and when he came to San Fran, there was a lot of chatter about how he departed to Philly. Um, and we had a one-on-one -on -one conversation. I was just asking him, like, some tough, hard questions, man. And I left out that meeting. I'm like, man, I'll fuck with Chip Kelly. You know what I'm saying? And um, obviously the things that he brought to the, um, to the team as far as um, analytics and things of that nature, it was different. It was, it was tough, especially as a, as a guy that had been in the league by the, at that time, like eight or nine years. It was tough to really – get used to the things that he was bringing, but you can kind of tell the in the big scheme of things where he was coming from. So really it was mm. about guys just trying to buy into his system, which was different, which hasn't been seen in the league, um, you know, since I had been in there. What are you talking about, like piss tests every morning to see your hydration yeah. levels? Uh... Yeah, like just imagine you coming in every morning and you having to sit in a chair for 10 minutes to see if you got good sleep or... <laughs> <laughs> like, for, for, for a guy, you know... Some guys, you know, if the meeting's at 7.30, guys are walking in at 7.15. You know what I'm saying? But but with that, you had to be in extra early. And it was just guys just felt as though it was it was tapping into their into their time. You know what I mean? And having to do that for four months straight every morning, yeah, that shit got on your nerves. Yeah. <laughs> I can see how that – hey, how was your sleep last night? Well, it wasn't fucking great. Why? Well, I had to wake up an hour earlier than I fucking should have because I'm in here being told that my sleep wasn't great. That would be interesting. Now, like college, I think it works, right? Because college guys, everybody's trying to make it. Like, hey, let's go with this gatekeeper situation do that. In the NFL, it's going to be tough to get the old guys in. That's why, like, last year when uh, Joe Judge – had these guys running 110s, I think, in full pads in training camp. All AJ and I said, all AJ and I said while we were watching it is, everybody did it. Hey, every, there wasn't one person that was like an old guy on the team that was like, nope, I ain't fucking doing that and just walk out. Everybody did it. Like that's, I guess that's what you said Chip needed. Chip needed to somehow get everybody to buy into a much worse experience in the NFL than everywhere else. But it could work if it was to work. Exactly. And that Joe Judge stuff, that was a little different. <laughs> that, that was a little different. That was a little different, but 
Hey, it worked for him, I guess. No, didn't. He's not working with <laughs> yeah, quarterbacks. Yeah. He's right with the quarterbacks in New England, yeah. So our initial read of that situation, you saying it was different. It's pretty accurate. Me and AJ going, what the fuck is that? Probably the right read at the time, but Joe Judge gave it a go. If everybody buys in, though, normally you can have some sort of success. It's not easy to do. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Antoine, the next safety up for a big bag, hopefully, is supposedly Jesse Bates in uh, Cincinnati. What do you think about his game, and do you think he warrants that Derwin James-type money or maybe a little below that? Um, yeah, He deserves it. He deserves it. I don't think that defense is what it is without him. His leadership... You know, um, you know, he talked about how his his play kind of dipped, but he's he's been that guy for for a while, and he deserves that payday. Um, again, you know, his attributes on the field, what he can do in the post. Uh, he made a hell of a play last year um, out of the post, robbing a curl like that's an Ed Reed type of play. You know yeah. what I mean? So you need you need those type of guys um, in your locker room, on your field, leading your team. So he definitely deserves that. And I hope he do. I hope he does get that back. Ed Reed goat. Ed Reed goat. Yeah. <laughs> no question. How come? Man, you know, um his impact. His impact um on the field, um, on the game. Another one of those guys you you putting that red dot on. You know, when you're able to um change the game in so many fashions, right? You know, as far as first of all, just talk about his leadership. You know, you talk about his leadership, you know, and how he was able to lead those guys. And you talk about like one of the best defenses in NFL history, right? And then you talk about how he's in the post and he's able to um, make plays on the ball. And then from there, you know, you put him on special teams. Oh, fuck that guy. Dude. So, you know, so no we offense, talk about not, You know, you get it. In special teams world, fuck that guy. <laughs> but, like, he was a menace, dude, on special teams. For sure, For sure man. So when you're able to change the game in so many fashions, man, um, you know, it's, it's it's unbelievable. Definitely, definitely the goat. We're in Baltimore playing against Baltimore. I don't know what year it was. Years all kind of blend together, um, but we were running out the clock, and somebody fumbled or something happened, and we had to punt. And it was at the end of the game, fourth quarter, like a minute ten left or whatever. Windy as fuck. It's Baltimore, and we got to punt. And all I'm thinking about is like, just catch the ball and get it out of here, right? That's all I'm thinking about. That's all we got to do here. Defense will take care of it. I walk on the field. And I see that fucking ass straight up on the side. I'm like, oh, no, I've seen these highlights before. Like, I know exactly how this ends, like, with this guy out there. So I actually said, what are you doing? Like, I because there was a timeout called, I think. We wanted to run it all the way down as we could. So it was like a meander period before it. And I'm like, what are you doing out here? And he was like, super cool, laughed. Yeah, and they put his head. I'm like, oh, no, I'm dead here. Like, this is either going to be blocked, and if it's not blocked, He's going to decapitate me on any type of run back. I was scared shitless just by his presence on the field. He he could have been a Hall of Famer special teamer if he wanted. Like, no problem. Even back in Miami, he was blocking punts, returning yeah, punts. Mm-hmm. He was special. Special. Yeah, absolutely. Very different than Troy, right? Very different than Troy. Very, very, very different. You know, they both impacted the game, uh, had a huge impact on the game, but they did it differently. You know what I mean? Where Troy was, I mean, both of the guys were very instinctive. Um, you know, as a younger player, as a younger safety coming into the league, and you know, I think guys do this where you try to, you know, get film in the off season and try to watch film on different guys that play your position and just try to, you know, get some get some keys and hey, maybe I can do this. Those are two guys you couldn't watch film on. <laughs> <laughs> and like watch film, you know, it was one summer. It was like a uh, probably like four or five days. I was in Miami and I trained with uh with Ed down in Miami. Um, 
and I'm asking him questions like, bro, like, how did you? And he's just like, man, it's instincts. You know what I'm saying? And and, and they he had that freedom. And along with Troy, they had that freedom in the defense to, if they saw something, go get it. You know what I mean? So, again, Troy is right there with Ed as one of the, 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 the best safeties to ever play the game, man. But two guys that impacted the game on the defense side of the ball in the, in the secondary. Go ahead, Ty. AB, D-Butts talked about the importance of teams having six to seven guys deep in the secondary uh, with the way today's game is. Do you think guys coming into the league now, D-backs, are more versatile than they were when you first came in? Because it doesn't seem like we have as many household names of guys playing just one position. It seems like more guys now can kind of mix in everywhere in the defensive backfield. Yeah, I think they are more versatile, right? So now you think about back in the day, you looking at a 6'2", 220-pound safety that's strictly a strong safety, right? Um, or you looking at, a, you know, just safeties. And then you have your corners where now you have these hybrid guys where, you know, they might have played nickel and you know, in college, but now, you know, you move them to safeties. And now just the way the offenses are, you have to have guys in the secondary that are interchangeable, really, that you can move them inside, you can play at the safety position. So I think guys are, you know, coming from the college drinks, more versatile, can do more in the secondary. And to D-Bus point, you need that, just especially with, you know, you know, three receivers, a tight end that could, that could you know, can split out and, and be a fourth receiver. So you definitely need that to have an effective defense. Go ahead, Tom. AB, we were just at uh, training camp yesterday for the Colts, and we noticed how big their wideouts are and how big their tight ends are. Would you rather go up against a tight end wideout who's who's big and physical like that or, or a smaller guy who's maybe quicker? Man, it depends where we at on the field. Um, okay, I'm, red zone. We're in red zone. I believe high red, high red, high, high, red, red. high red. Still a little bit Close. of space, yeah. High, high red. Red zone, I do not want to be up against no big receiver or big <laughs> it, it, that's tough. That's tough. I remember um, you know, playing against like Tony Gonzalez and Jim Graham, like just big body guys, you know, get in front of you and you know, you just gotta fight to get in front of them. Um but obviously in the open field, I would love to be in front of a bigger guy. You know, um it takes them a little bit longer to get out of their breaks. Um and then they have more um, space where you can really jam. You know, it's, it's tough for them guys to really get off a good jam. So, um, open field, definitely bigger guy, but down in the red zone, I do not want to see that. Hey, you were a returner, too. You had special teams days, didn't you? I mean, I remember you. Chill out. Uh, chill out man, bro. hell no. Nah. It'd be what no return. Yeah, he was. No, nah, we saw him on that. That yeah. field goal. Yeah. A lot of yards. Did you see his yards burned? Hey, and, and talk about it. That, that had to be about 150 yards on that return. I mean, there was a big – I mean, it was – hey, a lot of speed, Man, vision. next chance. Did you get in the paint or not? Who tackled you? Did you get a tackle? Yeah, I got tackled. By who? Uh, one of the uh, players <laughs> on the other team. Yeah, which, which, uh, which position did the guy play? I can't recall. Really? Yeah, I can't. 14 years, a lot of plays under your belt. Yeah, a lot of plays. Like you said, Pat, you know, a lot of things get scrambled in there together 14 years. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and also, especially, you didn't have the Guardian helmets either, so you had to take all those shots, so. Right, right. It was a hell of a return, though. Oh. Pulled back anyway, so I'm glad I didn't get into the paint because he would have got called back. Gary Brackett killed a man. He did. (laughs) (laughs) He did. He did. He did. So I'm glad glad I did get into a paint because then me and GB would have had some words. Well, I would assume those would have went fantastically. I can't thank you enough for joining us. Man to Man Podcast is a show that we all listen to and Mm -hmm. watch in this office. Excited for the upcoming season with you guys, and uh, thank you for joining us, AB. 
Nah, man, appreciate y'all for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, Antoine Bethea. Yeah! AJ couldn't have Well, he doesn't. You're right. How come you never plug our YouTube in that time? Yeah, yeah or the Hawkcast. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I should do the YouTube. Yeah, how come you yeah. don't plug anything? How come? What is that all about? Listen to DB right there, fucking professional. Nailed yeah. it. That is. Thank you, Darius. I hey, appreciate you, man. A little professionalism to the program. You know what I mean? That'd be great. Let's do some phone calls, though. Hell yeah. Let's continue to do these on the Five Energy phone line. One eight three three four Mac. It might lead to, you know, some good stories. Um, let's go to Mikey in Phoenix. Mikey, what's going on? Pat, AJ, D-Butt, boys, how are you now? Good and you, not so bad. Ty, I just want to congratulate you guys, or the Yankees last night, on their big win. What is that? I think you guys have the same amount of wins now as Joey Gallo does home runs since you traded him. What yeah! the fuck? Yankees suck, dude! Yo, you guys stink, dude, on a diamond. Yankees have won two games in August, and they're still ten games up in the division. When you're really good, guess what? You can take a fucking month off and just get ready for the playoffs, which is exactly what the Yankees are doing. You hit a walk-off grand slam last night. Guess what? That's going to that's gonna build some momentum going forward. A couple okay? dogs in the boat. Yeah, a couple, dog, couple dogs in the clubhouse, okay? Fans <laughs> coming back. <laughs> Yankees fans aren't, aren't, you know, we're not worried about anything. Well, Mets fans aren't either, by the way. Uh-huh. Well, listen, and, Man, Max. and every time the that's he's on my team. Yeah, yeah. he's got two eyes. <laughs> What's that? He's got two different colored eyes. He's a freak. This guy, don't you? Of nature, about of nature, oh, of nature. Oh, Whoa, best freak. way. Uh, you like Mad Max? Me too, love. man. Fucking love him. Dude. This guy's got two different colored eyes. You love his tonight. last name, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Two eyes. Two yeah. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. DeGrom goes tonight if you want to watch a real fucking treat. And Simple Man is about to fucking slice and dice, and then they're going to bring in, guess what? The fucking trumpets late. And that is all. Whenever they say curtains, you know, whenever they say bosses, whenever they say trumpets, it's the same damn thing. That thing's over. How you doing? Keep it moving. I did see the Braves, Braves, tried to, they tried to fucking rub it in, Edwin they Diaz. Did. They did. They Someone did. was saying that that is actually the guy who hit the homer, that that's his walk-up song. So maybe well, Edwin not anymore. Diaz is Sorry, a big not. old frog. Whoa. 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 Like he's stealing Whoa. his music Whoa. from somebody. How many like, songs are I like are the sound of it. I like the sound of it. Oh, I think I'll yeah, use that. He's been doing this in Seattle, pal, yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch baseball, D-Butt, at all? I know, not much, but that intro, I did see that intro. That, that, that was hard. Could you imagine coming in close game? Because the only reason why he's coming <laughs> yeah. in is close game. The whole place doing that, throwing your first pitch in a fucking home run coming, yeah. and you losing the game. Can't. You have to True, win. yeah. You have to win with that type of thing. And they're only building. I think Timmy Trumpet's fucking going to the stadium and following him out while yeah. he's jogging. The guy that does the trumpet playing. Electric. It is. Electric intro, and you coming out throwing 100. Like, that's, I mean, that's dope. Think about yeah. how small, right? Like, if that thing just slips off a hand, it's probably a ball. Oh, yeah. So, with that much, like, juice and that much of a production, the ability to go out and still perform, like, and the mental toughness that takes, that's, that, I, and I've talked about the moxie, I think that's why I'm so fucking impressed by it. Normally, this isn't a big thing because it's a very stressful position. You're getting in there and just one fuck-up potentially blows everybody else's work for the entire... It's much like a kicker. Like, if a kicker had a walkout song, for a game winner, <laughs> every game winner, and it went out and missed. Yeah. Could you imagine fucking missed? 
you you're walking back to if it's an away game, you're going to the fucking airport and you're flying back on your own plane uh, southwest. If you do that, you have to make it when you do that. So I think I just appreciate the moxie that that is because that's a, that's not like a middle relief. He's a fucking closer. Oh yeah, and it only expected he only goes to, in expected to win the game. He yeah. only goes in when it's a close game too, right? Yeah, right. And well, and like you said, like the not necessarily even throwing a ball. Like if you miss your spot by like you know the smallest margin, like you're giving up a homer. You throw that hard, like it's kind of like a kicker. You know, you miss your spot by just a little bit like you're not going to make the field goal and that's why you were so pissed off about us just kind of throwing Mario and Rivera to the yeah, side he's the greatest of all time oh yeah well, he did that close, for 15 right? years yeah, right long time yeah. Sand, long time what was it Sandman yeah so he would come out to enter Sandman yeah boom game over <laughs> bosses yeah curtains <laughs> one pitch I'm gonna throw the fucking cutter you're not gonna be able to hit it and he did that for a long time 15 years yeah and Diaz just throws gas yeah, he throws heat. He's got some good off-speed stuff. Nice little, you know, backdoor slider. Does cool. he have the chance of doing this forever or no? <laughs> not like Rivera, no. Wow. Because the Why cutter not? is different? I don't know how old he is either, but like, you know, I mean, he, he would have to do this for the next, yeah, 15 years. He's already been in the league for a while. Like, it just, I think it's it's different now, too. You just, you know, you're more likely to, there's so many guys on teams that if you miss a spot are going to hit a homer. He's 28. What's that mean? What's that mean? Is that old or is that not old? I don't know. Because people, what, they live on buses for fucking no, 15 MLB, years. MLB, that's probably your prime. Yeah, probably. But it also depends, like, how, how many years has he played? Like, how many pitches does he already have on his arm? That's why you need to, be, like, if you're, like, Rivera was a fucking yeah. dog. Does his arm and elbow hold up? Yeah, exactly. He was unbelievable from the get-go and then maintained that for his entire career. Could you imagine that feeling that Diaz gets when that music hits and he's jogging from that? And then go, Mario and Rivera got there for what, 15 years? Yeah. That's like that's what puts you through training, right? That feeling, like almost chasing, I'm going out here. It's a full production, and I'm going to throw fucking 101 on the court. Yeah. Like, that just has to be a pretty awesome feeling. And then I just hope – I'm not even putting it in. I'm not even saying seven. No. Nope. I'm not even saying seven at the craps table. But if somebody does, you know – Sure. First pitch, boom, again. I hope that doesn't stop him. I hope he fucking does it. I hope the blown saves. Mariano Rivera had a few blown saves. Yeah, for sure. Career. It's going to happen. You're going to get got happens. eventually. Yeah. How often so. can closers pitch? Is it? Can you go every night? Every, every night? Uh, they usually don't. But, yeah. you know, I mean, like here on out for the rest of the season, if high leverage situations, like, yeah, he's, he's going to be pitching. They don't go every night strictly mostly because there's there's not a save opportunity every yeah. night. Right. So. Save opportunity is what? Two runs? Three. Three. Yeah, three or less. And then, you know, if you throw two, innings uh it can be a safe situation too like there are a couple different ways you got to be ready at all times too that's so tough you got to always be ready and then you're not going to play a lot of times every night going to the game you have to like and you know if you if your time's coming it's three and a half hours from now when the game starts like he's sitting there massive pressure yeah so that's that has to be a long fucking season yeah that has to be a long mentally energy wise every night i'm potentially up uh he's been playing since 2012 i guess is when he entered the minors so is that a long time 10 years i mean yeah 28 you got another 10 10 years in him how was he before this season okay so he was good playing trumpets playing uh narco Mm -hmm. he gets traded to the mets right Mm mm-hmm they don't let him. He gets new music for whatever reason. I guess he stunk. They started calling him Ed Luz. Oh, shit. They started calling him Ed Luz Diaz. This guy, Ed Luz Diaz. New ownership, new energy, bring Narco back, hit the trumpets, guy's undefeated. I think a big part of it, too, is like just being a game. Like, this is the best the Mets have been in a long time. And it's like, it's a lot easier being a closer where, you know, like. It matters. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, guess what? You know, 
years before, if you're closed, it's like, well, it doesn't matter because the team's going to win 70 games. So, like, yeah, my stat, my individual stats will be good. But now it is like, hey, they, they need to win these games. They have a legitimate shot to win the World oh, Series. Oh, he's a big-time player. Oh, hey, yeah. I just need a little bigger moments. Well, I just need a we'll, couple bigger moments. you got to do it in the playoffs now. That's kind of the other oh, part you don't of think- it. It's a playoff atmosphere every night he comes out there with yeah. those fucking trumpets, pal. Not in August. Mariano Rivera won a Cy Young in his second season in 1996, and he closed uh, all the way till he was an All-Star in 2013. God damn. 95 to 2013. He didn't make an All-Star Wait, game so in he was 17 a, years? He was no, no, no. How many All-Star games did Mo make? Oh, I don't know. Fucking 15, all of them? 16, yeah. yeah. 17, 18. Uh, fucking best you know one of the best pitchers of all time what was how old was he i think you're gonna ask how old was he whenever he stopped he might have retired around 40 so yeah. to your 43 career. he was 40. now he won the cy young he, to be a starter. he was a starter he used to be a starting pitcher no, no. oh he was cy young as a reliever hey they're talking edwin maybe to the point like, cy young conversation he, he's coming in the game ball Sheesh. game's over <laughs> he's striking out the fucking side and the game's over yeah so he was 43 this guy's 28 this Plenty guy ain't fucking Mariano uh, Rivera. Plenty of time. He's got nothing <laughs> That's but time. Yep. Trumpets for fucking another 13, 14 years. Win the Scion this year. Hey, I'd love to see it. It's going to be fun. I'd love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I really would. Ty is super critical of everybody that's not a Yankee. I'm going yes, to bring yep. it up. Otani. Probably a year ago, I'm like, hey, this is the goat right here. This I've walked that back. I'm, okay, I've walked that okay. back. Yeah, because he might be a can Yankee. Can we get him uh-huh. the fuck out of LA though? Like, what's, he needs he might, to be a Yankee. He might he be does. a Yankee at some point. Unfortunately, Jeez. I do not think he is going to be a Yankee. Maybe, maybe like six, seven years down the road. Oh, but there was a couple months ago. Maybe you thought he was going to be a fucking Yankee, didn't you? Well, at the trade deadline, maybe. But he's eventually going to be a free agent, and the Yankees are going to have to make a decision, and they're not going to sign. He's still him. second in the AL MVP this year. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's fucking show. He's the greatest baseball player of all time. All time. Good. Ever. Easily. He's doing stuff like who? Babe Ruth? Oh, is that is he considered? Why don't they tell some people what's happening? Well, because the team he's on stinks somehow. They got Mike Trout. Yeah. Nobody knows he's great. He's on that team. Shohei Otani's on a team. Nobody knows he's great. Or the, And their team sucks. How, you got the two best. How does the team suck? I don't understand baseball. Pitching is very important. Yeah, yeah they got Thor, though. I thought they got that. They got traded his ass because he kind of stunk. Their pitching stinks. How? Pitching's very important. Bullpen the fucking the Angels the other day hit seven solo homers and got beat. Jeez, hit seven home runs and lost the game. Get on fucking base. Somebody oh, strike somebody out. I think is what we're saying. I saw one of the Quaid brothers pitched. He was a math Dennis? teacher or something. He pitched and he was like thirty eight years old for the Devil Rays. Yeah, it, uh, was rookie of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Bring him back. Throw the heat, Dad. Yeah, Sun at the Rangers game. Dude, how about? How about Edwin Diaz for the next 12 years fucking running out with those trumpets? Yeah, Is that what they're yeah. Are they going to sign Timmy? Are they signing Timmy Trumpet to a 10-year Tabo? No. Timmy Tabo? They tried. Again, he was already on the Mets. They tried. Yeah. Couldn't hit that curve. I'm not talking about Tim Tabo. I'm talking about Timmy curve. Trumpet. Timmy Trumpet's going to be in City Field. Tim Tabo was not. Whoa. Yeah, I remember he retired from baseball officially yet. Bonked yes. on the head Timo with a fly ball retired. left field. Freaking stunt. Whoa, Darius, yeah, don't join you. this team. Thank yeah, you. Darius, don't let this negativity. Edwin's a free agent after this year, so. Oh. Well, the, if anyone can pay him, it's yeah, the Mets, you know. Again, we'll see. We'll see. Edwin Diaz is going to be a Yankee? No. Why? They don't fucking need him. You don't need the best right, fucking closer in right, baseball. Right now, they do need him. They're they're uh, the, back oh, end, oh, the back oh, end of their bullpen huh. has not well, been great. So if if my guy Edwin Diaz was to potentially venture over to your team, and I became a fan of your team, you'd be okay with it. You would not be a problem with that. 
if he can fucking close the door, I'd be okay with it. But, you know, I'm not going to, you know, bend over backwards and smooch this guy's bunghole because he's ah. had one good season. Ah. Especially, especially if they're going to pay him 50 Why do you need to do that? $50 million. Smooching everybody. Also, while we're on it, you, you haven't played it yet today. Uh, we'd be, we'd be remiss more? if we didn't say, you know... Peace and peace. Yeah, David Vesigi, or however you pronounce his name. I hope you're doing okay, pal. Let's please. Everybody oh, please shit. be quiet. Everybody please be quiet. Oh, this, this happened last <laughs> evening uh-huh. in Milwaukee. Right. And, and oh, shit. Dude. That was the sound of a man going down a slide. Mm-hmm. Two hundred miles oh, an yeah. hour. Can we show the video? Can, can we show <laughs> impact? What did he break his wrist in six ribs? He broke a couple oh, ribs shit. and broke his wrist in yes. Milwaukee. Can you zoom in on this? Z- or, uh, mit- Is this the one? Like the one dude had a couple where he was jumping down the big slide. It's not. No. It's a different thing. So we don't know what this slide normally goes at. I think what's his name? Bruce Brewer. Uh, Bernie the Brewer. Bernie. Oh. Bernie. <laughs> He goes, ah, it's going to be blurry, huh? Oh, this from the, the game. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if we're going to be able to see it. It's blurry as fuck. That's not on you, Mitt. That's 100% on the camera. Yeah. Hey. Hey, come on. Come, come on. on. Come on. Wake up. This thing sucks. <laughs> move the phone in and out. Yeah, maybe move it closer. Further. Anyways. Oh, there we go. There we go. Oh. Don't move. <laughs> Dude, the holy craps were real. Holy crap! See, holy I crap. saw it without the audio. I saw that without the audio. Yeah. I did. I so hold on. I heard it without the video the first five times I've seen it. Ty was watching it. Ty was watching it on his computer on his laptop facing that direction. I was in the kitchen over here, and all I hear literally Ty's watching it dying, restarting it from the beginning every seven seconds. Holy crap! Holy crap! Holy crap! <laughs> Those are actual sounds of a man that he would make if an airplane was going down. Yeah. You know, they say, like, your last moments of life, what would you sound like? What would you do if you knew that, like, catastrophe was on the horizon? That dude knew he was in a bad spot. And did somebody bamboozle this guy? Is that what that slide normally does? 75 miles an hour with no bottom in there? No, like I said, when Bernie the Brewer goes down after the Brewers hit a home run, usually it's a nice little joyride, and then he gets to the platform at the bottom and kind of you know pops up and gives like a fist pump. I'm not so sure this guy wasn't like, nah, we need speed. I need you guys to go out there. I think it's sabotage. Well, that's possible. Can we get Kirkjian on this slide? Mm, Kirkjian would. (laughs) Evaporated in dust if he hit that wall going as fast as this guy was. Going. All right, I'm putting, I'm sending this to the group. We're gonna get a strike for it. Oh man, let's just uh, we. Someone this, should go down head first. We should Break watch this. Neck. I mean, the people on my phone not good enough. We should also run this again. Yeah, these holy craps are the most genuine holy craps I've ever. By the way, I haven't heard holy crap in a long time. Yeah, respect him, respecting the FCC. Right, you know what I mean, and keeping crap in there. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's how he speaks on a regular basis. Impressive discipline on the word choice there. This dude was full blown panic though, oh, and oh, it, yeah. for good reason. From the jump, how about his arm Segoring? Yeah, by like Tom Segura, oh, his arm just says, "You know what? I quit." Goes up underneath, and his arm, I think, is what breaks his ribs. Yeah, because if, if he hits that wall flush, I think not a problem. I think his arm, in which he broke, also broke his ribs, which all came from the fastest slide of all time. Hit that thing! Holy crap! Holy crap! Holy crap! Oh, <laughs> 
He's sitting on like a potato uh, sack. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Burlap sack, More which speed. they greased up with Crisco before There's, he went down. Can we run it again? Yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, this is going to get us a strike, so we might as well see it a few times. So can we, we slow-mo the end? end? I don't think we can slow-mo it, but Darius pointing out something at the very end of this. Go ahead and run it. <laughs> crap! Holy crap! Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so anytime you're doing that, Darius. Is he crying? Anytime, Darius. Anytime you, you hit the body part with one of these, just that scratch right there, you, yeah. you, fuck, you fuck something Super up. Super deep stretch. <laughs> yeah. Deep. Ah, I'm trying to get to it. Oh, my God. It's just, Man. It's just a bruise. Just oh, a bruise. How that's about a hard hit. Yes. Yeah. He knew it was coming, too. I'm like, was did he not know a wall was down he there? He didn't know how to teach fall, your kids obviously. how to fall. Yeah, you I mean, you know, you gotta you know. You gotta tuck your arms in, bro. You, gotta you, your you guys in. think the end was the problem? This yeah. motherfucker was coming in sideways from Holy halfway crap. up, though, from the beginning. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. At the bend yeah. here. Holy I mean, should have been sideways. Yeah, yeah, but he could control it. Dude, he got a two piece from that slide. The first would have been worse. He got yeah, a two piece. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, AJ. If he if he comes straight off, it might have been worse. Well, he, yeah. if he comes any harder, if he comes any hotter, he's going off the Bingo. side of the slide. That's why he's yelling. Holy crap. Oh, he thinks he's, he's way worried, too fast. He's worried, like, hey, I'm going off the edge of this thing and yeah. falling to my death. It's like a 70-foot drop to the oh, bottom. Shit. We have to say the guy did break the shit out of his arm and three ribs, right. but he finished the game. He did. Did an interview like this yeah. with a... <laughs> Fucking Henry Rowan Gardner with his arm sticking yeah. up. <laughs> And of course, you know, no more Garcia Parra and his uh, play-by-play guy were just laughing their yeah. asses off awesome <laughs> in his face. All right. No, I think... How could you? Not, I mean, no, yeah. I mean this, happy yeah, this guy here. survived. I mean, he's got a lot of therapy he's going to have to go through. But yeah. mentally, I think, from this slide bullying him. Right. <laughs> and then also his arm. I mean, that thing was. It's going to be a long season. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is going to be a long season. Yeah. A lot yeah. of games Travel left. that shit. Ribs. Oh. God, run that one more. Crap. Holy crap. Holy crap. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you got to tuck your arms in, man. It doesn't you think, matter. You're running into a cement no, wall. Yeah. Bro, how about. The one side of the slide hit him, and he's boom, responded, <laughs> goes to the other side, and then that kind of sent him into a whirlwind. Yeah, yeah, top of the oh, it, It's just a broken arm instead of broken arm and broken ribs. Oh, no ribs? No, no, he did, yeah. What oh, you talking okay. about? Okay. Oh, okay. If, yeah. If he would have. He was worried he was going over the edge right there. And right here. Well, his head kind of was. Go back to the beginning. His head almost clears. <laughs> I wouldn't so I wouldn't feel super safe right there. <laughs> Fly. Well, I mean, his head's way... I mean, holy crap! So close! Holy crap! You think he'll do it again? Boom! He's back for another one. Oh, they set him up. Oh, the first time, like broken hip almost. It could be too. That's impact right there. That had to hurt so bad. Oh my god! Put a guardian on this guy. Well, that's what I think. Yeah, but they need a guardian next time going down the slide. Barry Brewer better have fucking. Mm-hmm. Helmet on next time he goes down, he doesn't know it, but did someone lube this slide up or something? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Crap, yeah. Holy crap! Holy crap! Oh. <laughs> oh Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised That's if Bernie so awesome. the Brewer was like, oh, okay, you son of a bitch, you want to do my job? Let's see how you fucking fare. <laughs> <laughs> Zooming down this thing like you're at a time trial for the luge in the Olympics. Basket oh, Brewer shit. says, like, hey, I know you're coming in here with no more Garcia Parra and you're from LA and you got the camera crew. It just looks so easy when I do it, don't I? Good luck out there. And he gave him the he gave him the fifth gear. Yeah, he yeah. did. Watch this. Happy, he's alive. He's alive. DV, Dave. Uh, Dave Vizagia. Yeah. boy, Dave. He's the last news person going to ride that thing. No. I think They're not going to have anybody else on it. You kidding me? Like, what would happened? Someone, what if someone dies on that slide? What are the brewers? Which, by the way, how is that not happening? Oh, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. 
feels if like he's head first. What if he, if he slammed head first into that thing? See ya. Well, if the legs went first, we do wonder if his they, legs go right through yeah, his butthole. Probably gone. Dis- <laughs> exactly. Dis- That'd be tough. That, it's good he didn't go feet first. Butthole, nowhere for your feet to go. Bunghole. This show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Smooching bunghole earlier. Backwards. We're yeah. Like, this is. Oh, man. All right, let's get out of here. I'm about done with the show. You hear me? <laughs> yeah, I'm done with it. Think Today. the bully covers the pirates at all? So they uh, play the Brewers and get he him has on to. that slide. Co- get Caboli on the goddamn <laughs> on the slide. Yeah. Brewers slide. Right now. Caboli hitting True. that wall. That wall donate, has no I'll idea. Money for that wall, that yes, wall has yes. no idea. Yeah, I know. Caboli's coming down. You're going stacks and pats. Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy Caboli. Holy Caboli. <laughs> Ah, uh, this show. D-Bot, thanks for stopping by, man. Hey, I appreciate that. It's fun, man. It's going to be a great season. Hell Can't yeah, wait. we'll see a lot more of you, which is good news for everybody. Big thanks to the Field of Beat participants, Sheena Quick, Matt Schneidman, Mark Caboli. Caboli. It'll happen. One day. This is two weeks in a row where we haven't been able to connect with Mary Kay Caboli. Well, Jimmy Haslam had a presser, right? Right at the exact time. I mean, I don't know what Jimmy Haslam's deal is, but, I mean, uh, I understand. We definitely ruined her video when we tried calling her for sure. She's probably recording with this. <laughs> definitely. That's oh. on us. No, Mary Kay Cabot is a profesh. Yeah, she's got two, She'll be right? fine. Oh, one calls, one for video. That's how you pronounce it. What's so funny, AJ? I don't know if it goes. she goes by Mary Kay Cabot, but... I like it. Well, we would like to inform everybody that we have the utmost amount of respect for Miss Cabot. Yeah, of course. Cabot, Cabot, we don't know. We would like to find out and chat with her because she is the insider for the Cleveland Browns. Pretty big storyline. And hopefully we'll be able to have her on the show next week. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow. I mean, a wild day in Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Understandably oh, yeah. so. She could have come on. Yeah, out. very, very busy. Probably day. the wildest of all time. In Cleveland? Yeah. Except for when they picked up the team and left. What's the reaction? Is that all they're talking about, we think? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, probably. Uh-huh. It's got to be. No oh, question. So we failed sports media today. We, we, talked, about we talked about it. Yeah. We talked a lot about it. Yeah, yeah we, we did. Opened the first hour. Yeah. You led yeah. the show. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Look at us. Plus Here we they're, go. They're probably talking about the Big Ten, too. It's probably those two things. We talked about both those. Oh, we, no, we didn't. We, we didn't talk to AJ oh, yeah. about it. AJ, Big Ten. 10-year, $7 billion rights deal with CBS, NBC, which is going to include Peacock, and Fox, which is going to include Fox Sports 1. The, every game is going to be able to be watched, I assume, which is good news for everybody in the Big Ten, all Big Ten fans. But this also means what? New teams are coming in? Ty Schmidt said earlier, this means probably Notre Dame is coming down in the Big Ten. They know that. That's why they're negotiating these deals and why there's so much money coming in there. What are your thoughts on it? This is huge for the Big Ten, right? This is good news. It's going to be Big Ten and SEC, the only two last in the dance, you think? Yeah, I think it's huge for the Big Ten. Yeah, for I don't like if Notre Dame wasn't, really nudged in that direction this definitely helps them i would imagine come to the big 10 but also like for the big 10 you're on every platform noon you're on fox 330 your sec or you're gonna have um cbs and then at nighttime what's it gonna be on nbc and nbc sports yeah probably you can watch big 10 all day long on all different platforms too so it's gonna get to so many like it's gonna be huge for everyone I think. you guys just want to watch ohio state just beat everybody by 50 <laughs> yeah. you can do it all day 
You'll see that at like noon a lot. And then 3.30, who knows who's in that slot? Maybe Kirk's dog. Is anybody else going to be good from the Big Ten, Ty? You know, I hear well, about Well, Ohio State, Iowa will be tough as they are every year. Um, I'm trying to think of who. Michigan, you know, they're Michigan's always pretty gonna decent. Good. Michigan's going to Michigan be really good. good. Purdue and Indiana will win a big game. Yeah, Minnesota will be fun for the start of the year. And then the snake oil will wear off in late <laughs> November. And they'll kind of, you know. Delivery. <laughs> Spot on. Those other top Pac-12 teams, you got to assume, join too. Like Oregon, Utah. They might as yeah. well just jump in. They make a West division. What was that sound? You don't want Oregon oh. in there? Wow. They do, but how many more West Coast oh. teams are you going to get? That's because Oregon beat you Ohio State last year. Oh, yeah, in the In Ohio shoe. State. Yeah. In the horseshoe. Still bitter, eh? Wow. Okay. Sorry about it. Yeah, I'm super bitter. You're Maybe right. talk you know to the right? drum major who busted fucking face yeah. right before the game started and kind of ruined the entire vibes of the Ohio State Holy team. Crap, Holy crap. Down. He <laughs> was. Yeah, yeah that was. was. That was the original. We didn't have a, as good a microphone on him. He was the original. Holy crap. Holy crap. crap. Holy crap. Holy crap. <laughs> that would be impossible, by the way, with that big ass hat uh-huh. sprinting down cement. Like yeah. this. It's a steep decline. Yeah. Uh, your stadium yeah. is set up for Remember failure. to push that thing up? All the way. Yeah, it's fucking miserable. It was like the camera crane. Yes. It, and it's like this. <laughs> so that guy's kind of running, running down full speed. Probably 13 miles an hour, you think? 12 miles an hour? At least. It's full sprint. Yeah. Got to be an F. See ya. Mm. Yeah. Lose to Oregon. That's all she wrote. Sorry about it. See you later. Nice try. Ryan all eyes, all eyes on that person against Notre Dame this year in the opener. You're damn right. Mm-hmm. All eyes on that person all the time. We actually just learned David Thornton, former uh, drum yep. major. DT. David Thornton, uh, Indianapolis Colt, Tennessee Titan yeah. linebacker. You know who he is? Yeah, of course. Stud. He's now the director of player personnel. Uh, there's a social media account called NFL Legends, and it was fun fact with NFL Legends was a segment, huh. and DT popped on my uh, right onto my screen. I'm sure. like, fucking DT, I love this guy. Fun fact about me is I was a drum major in high school. So we obviously yesterday saw DT, and we had a 10-minute conversation about how he's full of fucking shit. There's no way. Did you do? Take your pads off? (laughs) (laughs) And he said, yeah. Yeah. He said he he did. He said that that was unbelievable to learn about about DT. But by the way, NFL athletes are NFL athletes for a reason. Guys can do remarkable shit out of nowhere. I've heard of guys doing that in high school. Like, oh, yeah. He took his shoulder pads off and played the trumpet at halftime. Like, I don't think my coach is going for that. I don't think that guy Absolutely made the NFL, not. though, that yeah, guy. Exactly. No, I don't think that guy, he did not make the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe kid, it might have been Kid Rock. Bobby played every trumpet. Instrument. All right, AJ. All right, Bob sing. plays pretty much every instrument. Did Kid Rock crack into your uh, life back in the day when TRL was doing the thing? Absolutely not. No, but ball I, with the I ball. Did, I did see Kid Rock. I was watching uh, Woodstock '99 on uh, Netflix. Yeah, that documentary's good. Yeah, I'm two episodes in. So Kid Rock, Corn, Fred Durst, and boys were on there. Red oh. Hot Chili Pepper. I think James Brown. Like they had. <laughs> It was it was a it was a shit show though. Lynn Biscuit doing a little uh, oh, yeah, did it all for Norby. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, they were like yeah, the closer. Yeah, they were, they were the headline. Yeah, they were pissed at him. Like, I mean, that's what he's supposed to do. That's what he show up. He's, uh, Fred Darcy, yeah, he's yeah. gonna cost chaos. Burn this shit down. Yeah. <laughs> Burn that Have shit you watched down. it yet? Yeah. No, I've not. Oh, I saw Captain the, of Chaos. The, tra- <laughs> the trailer. Dude, I, I was in Chicago the same time that he was performing. Fred yeah. Durst was performing. I guess he dressed like a 90-year-old man on the stage. Mm-hmm. He had khakis on, like these old glasses. He's still performing? That's yeah. By the way, I was Crushing. two Killing blocks it. away. Oh, shit. Yeah, my wife and I, very flabbergasted. Fred Durst is, why are we not here? Sold out. Couldn't get in. Damn. Then a picture comes from the concert. He has these old, 
glasses on. He had like a three-quarter zip thing on, khakis, and like old man shoes. And I'm like, Fred Durst's a fucking icon, dude. Yeah. This yeah, guy's dressing it. like a 90-year-old man mm-hmm. going out there. And I Fred. bet you the whole crowd is just... Oh, yeah. That crowd, I mean, the crowd looked, I mean, 200-plus thousand people just... That shit was wild. Well, I saw the trailer, and it was... Anytime oh, you got Kid awful. Rock doing yeah. a full punch with the mic <laughs> and a jump, you yeah. know, and saying what his name is. Came out yeah. a fur coat, too. It was like 130 degrees out there. East. <laughs> uh, I didn't know this. Did you know that AJ, Kid Rock, pretty close? What? Really? Yeah, right. yeah we I just learned it. about this. The Nicolas Cage head uh, to Aaron Rodgers comes, obviously, from a new, another news outlet when the source of the actual thing was <laughs> I on I texted this you. Not live. After the show. Oh, okay. All right. Sweet. That's good. That's great. I wasn't, I wasn't 100% sure that was art. I thought maybe somebody else sent that to him. <laughs> you thought maybe multiple Nicolas Cage heads <laughs> yes. were sent to Aaron Rodgers. I, that's why I sent a text. I didn't get a text back from my wife until after the show. I was like, hey, did that, did that get there to Aaron? She's like, yeah, why? And I said, okay. Oh, so you thought maybe the one that we showed during the show of him holding. Aaron's holding a thing that you sent to him. Nicolas Cage's head. It's a headphone holder, yeah. You weren't 100% sure if that was the one that you, you said maybe somebody else <laughs> sent that same yeah, exact... Yeah, because my wife saw it in like a magazine. She's like, look how sweet this is. We should send it to Aaron. I said, yeah, of course. I assumed thousands and thousands of people may be doing the same thing. All right. You just need to know, I think, and I, this is tough news for you, especially at the age you're at, your brain, probably not similar to others. You know, Thank you. Thank the, you. Exactly. That's a compliment for sure. But okay. you did kind of fuck the show a little bit when we're like, wow, what could it be? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you said, I think it's a headphone, headphone holder. holder. It's cool. Headphone holder. Which <laughs> is what it was. I, I, yeah, I forgot we sent it. It took a while to get there. Oh, yeah, of course. Sure. Well, Nicholas had no legs in that thing. Uh, but you're also boys with Kid Rock. I didn't know that. How am I boys with Kid Rock? Oh! Yeah, of course. I've told you about the picture. We've showed oh, this. You guys brothers? Hey, this guy's not happy you're getting a photo with Bob. <laughs> this guy right here over your shoulder looking. I don't know who that is. I know uh, right there. No, he's our security right there. Oh! Jason. That's Jason. He's the man. He is the man. He came to a Bengals game. All right. Well, I, hope, I hope you guys won. Oh, hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Kid <laughs> AJ, what's going on with your left ring finger there, dude? Look at that thing just popped up on there. Does he have broken oh. collarbone? Or is that your Where? Finger? Well, your finger can't bend all the way, so it's got I wasn't break. flicking off the camera. He was. He did. I don't know if he wanted me to or not. Did you ask Probably. Bob a question or just talk to Kid? Uh, I don't know which one I was chatting with. <laughs> Looks like Kid. <laughs> Come on. What do you mean? I don't know. All right. I've seen Bob at uh, SummerSlam. Gave him a high five. Yeah. Put yeah. it on. And then he turned into Kid real quick. That's right. He thought you were going to call him on stage. You're up in that, that ring. Woman. Yeah. Yep. Going crazy. Bananas. Yeah. That's because his name is. <laughs> you hear that song? Is that it had like a little lead up to it? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. He rides a he rides a wiener to space. Yeah. Have you that's heard? Not we that the that's not that different song. That's a different song. Okay. Yeah. We the people. <laughs> Kid Damn. Rock has really become a uh, fuck Fauci. Yeah. He says that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's. What he just said is why Kid Rock gets so much talk on this show because Kid Rock is taking full. He was, he was Kid yeah, Rock's trying to run for president there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, he was running for president. Bob, might still. Bob's going to talk to him though. He might. He might turn on. All right, newly. Let's get out of here. We're back tomorrow. Much better show. Nice feel good Friday, and then Jean-Paul Pat has to travel to Montreal. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah. Nice. Go to Canada tomorrow, huh? <laughs> Going to Canada. I'm an international world traveler. Yeah, yeah. we do. Just yep. heading, heading up to Canada. Don't forget your passport. Got my passport. Had to find it, actually. Yeah, I figured. Thank you. I'm cultured. 
Uh, so, you know the McAfee minute thing I do during commercial breaks? Yeah. I'm going to attempt to do that in French tomorrow. Oh, shit. No, yes. I can't wait. Bonjour, Montreal. Ça va? Ça va? And then I'll say, I have to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, where's the library? <laughs> and then I'll say, you guys are the best. Mm -hmm. And then I'll, wee, 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 in the middle of wee, 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 wee. You know, I'll do it. I'll be, I'll be a fucking French icon tomorrow. Hell yeah. Pumped. This is why you take four different yeah. classes of French. For this moment tomorrow night. Without a doubt. Nice. I'm glad that they always taught French us right how now. to ask Are you really? Yeah, Duolingo. Nice. I'm on a tw 12 day streak right now, so just start. Is it an app? Yep. It's like Rosetta Stone. Why'd you choose French? Well, I'm actually doing Spanish and French, but Spanish nice. first. So I, every Don't like four Spanish lists I do, I do Don't French. Don't they ask La Biblioteca? That's Spanish. Uh, yo, yeah. so Dolor de Cabeza. Where is what? Oh. Where's the library at? Where's Hello. The library. The library. Oh. Biblioteca. Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm only in unit two. Azul. How, much, how much French do you think you know right now? Oh, no, not much at all. Really? Je suis, like, you know, just yeah. what I am, something. I got no, I know enough. Je suis tout et vous êtes. <laughs> Hell yeah. No clue what you said. Yeah, see, those are all the different forms of, like, I, yeah. us, you, me, all that shit. Hey. Is that what you took in high school? That was your foreign language? Two years of it. And then in college, I had to take a foreign language. So I said, I'll take French because I already took two years. Turns out I didn't recall any of it. Yeah. So I was just <laughs> dropped into these French classes. And the teacher knew I was an idiot. But I, <laughs> I, I, I learned enough. I went to Morocco after my rookie year. And their second language is French. Mm -hmm. And I could understand what, like, the gist of what people were saying. Like, I knew of the words. Mm -hmm. No word bank could not respond. Yeah, and I needed a word bank yeah. to respond. To a, uh, <laughs> feel like a little immersion makes it easier when you're around people mm -hmm. just speaking that. Like I'm in South Florida, so a lot of Spanish speakers in South Florida. So, how are you in Spanish? Pretty good. I can I can pick up on like I, the, the, the normal like typical stuff. You know, I'm at a restaurant or a valet or something because you go some places in Miami like. English is the second language, so you got to be able to figure it out. So um, I can I can I can pick up on most of it. I was talking to Dominic Mysterio. He grew up in San Diego, but it was Spanish-speaking community. So Spanish was his first language. English was his second language, but he grew up in America. And um, like we were just having a conversation. I said, I need to learn more Spanish. I said, Dominic. I said, I said, all I got is a Kia Stamos, me amigos. You know, and he said, Yeah, you're in in your accent in which you said that. Uh, sounded terrible too. Yeah, he said the accent and how you say things. Yeah, much more important to like uh, making yeah. people make you not look like an absolute idiot as opposed to what you're saying. Yeah. So I think like that's the only thing with French I kind of have is like how the language is said. I I sound like the biggest gringo of all time. I think whenever <laughs> I try to get into Spanish, but that's a language I would like to learn at some point. I think it's a big deal. Zito, you need to relearn it. That thing, yeah, yeah. It'd be great. We got a Spanish listening do. guy here, yeah. yeah, not a Spanish speaking okay. guy. Okay, yeah, Zito can't speak it. He can listen to it though. Yeah. Well, actually, that's French important sucks, too because you know there will be five different words and they all sound the exact same. Yeah, French also sucks because it works in a couple places. When are you going to yeah. use it in the place that you know it works? They hate you. So, How do we learn so. Italian? That'd be pretty cool. Well, we, we kind of do. Over my body. When are you going to use that? Don't we kind of know Italian? Yeah, yeah no, we no, do. No, 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 yeah, you do. Don't we? I do. Just like they say with the accent. Ciao. Yep. I think right. like Italian's the same thing in delivery. Right. right. Hit stuff what are you doing there? What is that? I'm talking. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 90% of the Italian folks knew what I was saying right there. That's the thing that you want. know how you were saying it. 
Well, yeah. He's white. Yeah, I'm He's pointed to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Listen, you non-Italians, you fucking uncultured swine. <laughs> you uncultured swine. Huh? What's that, Nick? Medigans. Exactly. You heard him. Yep. He said it. I know what that means. I'm not a full-blood Italian like you are. Well, I'm not full-blood Italian either. I fucking have a little Close, respect. though, right? Oh, 0.1%. Closer than you. It is. I'm on my way. Every I mean, I had chicken parm last night. What do you want from wow. me? Wow. Fazoles? <laughs> mm. Huh? Fazoles? Nah. What? Marjans. 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 That is quite the step up from Fazoles. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Slow down. Marjans are respectable. So it's breadsticks sound amazing right it's now. It's not all the way up there because it's still Giuseppe Fazzoli would really slap the shit out of you. I don't know if that's his thing. It's Fazzolini. Carl T. Fazzolini. Excuse me. <laughs> you know any Italians? A lot of Italians? South Florida? Any yeah. Ita- a lot of Italians in Florida, right? Yeah. A lot of Italians. That's a lot of, a lot of money. Sabby Piscatelli's down there. Piscatelli's oh, in Miami? Sammy. Huh? I didn't know he made his way down there. All right, we're out of here. I've got what? some Italian shit to do with my Italian friends. Mm-hmm. Of course. What are we going to do? Gamble. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Some Italian shit. Yeah. Grade some cheese. You can't say that. You you don't have any. <laughs> That's what me and my Italian friends do. No, but you're not allowed to say what you just said. You're from Boston. Yeah, so we beat the hell out of all of our Italian friends. No, see, that's unbelievable. As a fun game. He doesn't have any Italian friends. He barely has friends. True, but the two Italians that I know that we, you know, hey, guys, can we hang out? Shut up. Get away from me. Like when we hang out, we grade cheese. What's your deal? They took me into their community. What's your problem? How come you couldn't do that for them? No, no, no. That's me asking them and them saying no to me. Oh, you want to hang out with the two Italians? Yeah, of course. Fart on them and shit. These are the homeless guys you creep on? This guy's disgusting. But what's your deal? Dutch oven, something like that. With your kind <laughs> friend. Getting in bed together. <laughs> Come on, guys. Saddle up. So, Watch a movie, eat some spaghetti. <laughs> pull the cover yeah. cover in. Yeah. What's yeah. the deal? What is the deal? Let's get out of here. Tuesday. Review the Popes. It's actually Thursday. <laughs> what? A very Italian thing. Of course. Mm-hmm. Rome. Mm-hmm. Vatican City. Got to do it. Um, Why'd they push that one guy out? Which one? Uh, Previous. <laughs> oh, John Paul. Whoa, the whoa. first, the fifth, the fifth, sixth. Which one? Jao Paul was one of the best posts we've ever fucking <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay, Z. Jesus. Was he? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Nah, there's some popes that have done some shit, I think. There are. The current one is actually very good, too. Why is that? Praise the best? Yeah, and he like tries to like sneak past the Vatican City and actually go help homeless people and shit. Oh, yeah. He doesn't act like the Pope. He just acts like another guy. He does a little kayfabe. He goes out there. Exactly. Yeah. He's progressive, right? Uh huh. I think he's the first. He's trying to be a human. From Argentina, I forget. Well, whenever that smoke came out of that thing, we all knew it was fucking game on. That's right. Well, you never know. Da Vinci Code. Angels and demons. Sometimes it's. Darius, you're a super religious guy. So whenever you think about your favorite Pope, what do you think? Not a super religious guy. What? But, uh, no, not. How about aliens? They're in right now. Oh, yeah. Big time. I mean, they've always been in. Well, I agree. I concur. But now it feels like we are on the precipice of them potentially coming down saying hello. You think so? I think we're. I think they're amongst us already. Right now? Yeah. Who? I don't know, but I wouldn't Brady. be shocked. Elon? Oh, no. Any entertainers out there, you think? Oh, for sure. Like entertainers, oh, no. politicians. The queen? Uh, they shift in their shapes. Probably a couple popes. Who knows? Whoa! Really? whoa. 
Well, no, no, nobody's off limits. Well, they're not human or <laughs> aliens or. Well, I'm gonna tell you what. Well, as soon as we do see one of these aliens, those guys, they're gonna be on the chopping block. Bro. The religious guys? <laughs> yeah. The religious well, people are going to be in a little bit of a, uh-huh. a a pickle if if aliens and UFOs come in. But can't they just say that their god made this universe yeah. and this they, and then some other god made the other one? Well, and who says their god couldn't be one of the aliens who comes back from the planet that's like a long descendant of that? Oh, planet. it was Jesus Christ? You're saying maybe an alien? Exactly, it's possible. It take a while for them to get on board with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I said they're going to be in the chopping block. I'm just Y'all taking seen a those shot old in the door. Ass- like carvings and shit, like oh, spaceships yeah. and uh, yeah. caves. Mm-hmm. And motherfuckers been here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Men in Black was a documentary. Matrix yeah, it was. was. All that Every movie's right. a documentary. <laughs> Every movie? Especially yeah. the Sean Payton one. Look at it Air right Bud. Well. Yes, man. Yep. Yes, man. <laughs> Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm-hmm. I think you're getting off track here. He I was trying up. to make... 101 dominations. Indian State. Cruella. Washiango. Washiango. That's the guy that plays Larry Hall. Mm-hmm. Did that, Paul hey, Walter Hazard? Have you seen Blackbird? No. Oh, D-Bus. D-Bus. Come on, what is that Blackbird? Yeah. yeah, on Apple TV. It's about serial yeah. killer from right here in Indiana. Yeah, free oh, shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Demented funker. What do you watch? Do you watch any series or do anything? Oh, uh, last. What's the last good series? Oh man, that was the last good one. Yeah, I, I was really hell? locked in. That's on Hulu, right? FX. He's a beast. It's good. Um, really, yeah, but we're really good. Unfortunately, you can't watch Hulu. So, so the, FX. Oh. I don't have FX. Does oh. they, they have FX Plus? I think you do. do I? No, I don't think what? so. I got DirecTV. <laughs> it's terrible. Everything's terrible. Can't wait till Sunday ticket leaves. Uh, yeah, get it but to yeah, Apple. Old Man. Old Man's pretty good. What is it? Blackbird was good. Terminalist. You seen Terminalist? Terminalist. Is that on Amazon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Solid. Worth it. Uh, the Offer. Another yeah. one really good. Severance. Yeah, I saw The Gray Man. That was pretty that good. That was good. Yeah. Oh, that was the one with uh, the guy oh. from The Notebook killing people? Gosling, yeah. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm different, not, different role. I know. That's tough enough. I'm like, yeah. oh, just smack that guy in the mouth. They're already cast him for the second movie. For him? Yeah. Is he going to be a badass again? Oh, yeah. Same character. Yeah. Gosh, okay. Gosling. Hey, congrats to Ryan. Evolved. I need to become mentally tougher to get through that. You know? Being like, oh, he sold his gin for a couple hundred mil, didn't he? I think that's... Yes. Ryan you, Reynolds. That's, yeah. that's Reynolds. You prick. Yeah. Both are really good looking, but... Sorry. Both Canadian too, eh? Hey, hey I'm going there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he might be there. Hey. hey. Bring some syrup. Severance is a good show. It's slow. Super slow. Severance is a great Succession. Show. Love oh, uh-huh. Succession. You finished it? There's another Didn't one coming out. Oh, let's I go! Three episodes left. Ooh. Didn't finish it. Shit's about to go yeah. down. Yeah, they all die. <laughs> no spoilers. Um, we have an update from a story that we chatted about earlier. Bruce the Brewer has responded to DV's near-death experience. Next time, how about we leave it to the- <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Bernie Brewer? I'm so sorry, Bernie. You put Bernie, the crap in there too. Yeah, yeah, Bernie is the one that souped up the bingo. Yeah. What bit. were you calling him? I knew it was a beat. Please. He said, Get no, for real, what were you calling him? I thought it was Brucey Brewer. That's what I thought mm-hmm. I heard in my ear. It's not that. It's <laughs> Barney Brewer. Jeez. He's a fucking stallion, that guy, too. Good balance. He makes it look so simple. Yeah, oh, yeah. Stash. I mean, look at that thing. He's half blind going down there, too, with the head on. Holy crap. Oh, oh. Man, he really did just murder got, this got guy. Flowers Zero days since last incident. <laughs> oh, yes. I was all over. He, he knew how it went down. It's Barney Italian. Up. Think about how many mustache rides he's given. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking Bernie Mike. Yeah, you think he goes yeah. out after the game and doesn't give people mustache rides? Bernie Sins. What does that mean, Diggs? 
What? That what does that mean? What are you talking about? Look it up. Google it after. Oh, what? It's too much work. Mustache ride? Mm-hmm. I got stuff going on. I yeah. just Google. I went to a suck site. <laughs> on our website? On our internet? <laughs> yeah. Can't have it. Come Can't on. Can't do what you just did. Guys. See what you just I'll did? I'll follow instructions. That's what happened. Now we're going to all of a sudden have a system failure because there's going to be an right. error. Sorry, error. That's going to come I in. I to tell the children to cover their ears. Thank you. You did it. That's what we're saying. Next time. Let's get out of here. Derek, safe travels home. Appreciate AJ, it. we'll see you tomorrow, buddy. See you Sweet. tomorrow. Good luck. Can't wait to hear you in Montreal with your French. He's we, back. Working wait. I know. Wait. I thought he was going every other day these, these days. Who, AJ? Yeah. Yeah, he'll be on the show tomorrow, right? AJ, you're good tomorrow? Oh, yeah, I'll be here. Whoa. I'm here, pirate. First Friday in years. All right, talks to the table. He did use the word pirate earlier. Yeah. And uh, I like it. I like it. He's I like trying that. to make it something. Mm-hmm. Now. I'm a big great. Johnny Depp fan. Yeah, me too. Of his movies. He's coming back to the Pirates of the Caribbean. He no, that was, a, that was a fake article, apparently. Faking. He is getting he a, He's directing a movie, I think. He's in a movie right now. It's coming out. All right. Some French thing or something. We? Oh, what do you mean? Some French thing. What? Disrespect. Ça va? He's independent. Ça va? Et toi? Comme si, comme ça. You know what I mean? Oui. Je tue. No. Je. See, I got to work on this a little bit. You bet. Oh, the movie is Jeanne de Bede. Yeah, I knew it. Just like we thought. Okay. See you guys tomorrow. Hammer dies in 10 minutes. Yep. Darius, you're the man. Can't wait for this season. All right, goodbye, everybody.